This is Radio Free Istvan. The following public service announcement is direct from the Praetorian. Do not look directly at the Black God machines. Any dreams of paradise should be duly ignored and combat stims taken immediately. Remember, all defectors will be shot on sight. Emperor protects. What's going on, Radio First Fan listeners, and welcome to episode 163 of the Radio First Fan podcast, a Horse Heresy Wargaming podcast. My name is Michael. I got my co-host Derek here. Going to say what's going on, Derek. Hey, how's it going, everybody? And uh, man, dude, you take one week off. <laughs> hey, we, we, <laughs> we had Fourth of July coming up. We had to get you know. Uh, I was joking around because. Uh, you know, Aaron's back in the game now. We yeah, uh, casually talked him back. And he goes, how insufferable has Derek been since the last episode where he called the preview was going to be epic? <laughs> and I was like, that's why we skipped last week. I didn't want to <laughs> I didn't want to have to confront we that. Had to, we had to deflate my head a little bit. <laughs> no, but, but you were uh, you were pretty spot on, dude. I mean, so. To be fair, they've been broadcasting it pretty. Uh, they've been telegraphing it pretty well, I think. I was like, I think uh, Derek's like. 10 for 10 right now on calling whatever they're going to announce. So we just had to, you know, avoid that conversation altogether. They had me bugged for a minute. What can I say? <laughs> but we do have a uh, pretty special episode for you guys tonight. Uh, we do have uh, some voicemails that we're going to go over. We're going to go some over some hobby progress. Yeah. And then we actually are going to talk about the not epic... Legions uh, Imperialis. Legions Imperialis. Although they do have it tagged as an epic scale game, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, the little so, so homage. We could just call it epic. Yeah, you can't really... Because it is, it is epic scale. Yeah, the, and the, the, the term epic, you can't really trademark that. So <laughs> you got to get something that, you know... Yeah, you, you know, that's fair. So it makes sense. It makes sense. Uh, before we jump into any of that, oh yeah, uh, we got to do some, uh, got to do some shout outs. shout outs. All right. So first off, congratulations, powerful, powerful Tyler. He's been on this show before as <laughs> one of the guests. Uh, he actually came in and won. Uh, that would have been June's, yeah, yes, June's the, painting the competition squad. for Squad, and he actually came in with. Uh, he changed up one letter and painted Squat. And we just thought that we should just, you know. Yeah, he rolled in with them Votan. Yeah, he rolled in, rolled in with the Legions of Votan. He did some epic, like, glowing runes on them with lightning coming out of them. And uh, he, he, yeah. won, he won the, won the competition they, this past month. What can I say? They look good. It, it looked like an homage to some of the older, like, uh, Lego Explorer sets. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I don't know if that was, like, a direct, like, like intentional or if that just kind of happened to be the scheme he went with. Uh, apparently there's a giant whole background behind that. Like, apparently there's all these different color schemes that are based off of those Lego sets. And he picked one of those. Hell yeah. I love it. So you're absolutely right again. So, well, I mean, that, that was the, <laughs> okay. All right. That's what we're doing. Cool. Okay. <laughs> all right. Bit established. So, but no, he definitely, he definitely did that. Uh, congratulations, Tyler. Um, good job. Tyler has come so far. <laughs> he's, so he's really far. He's doing it. And uh, it is. Uh, that's not all. He, that's not all he's doing. That man we'll does not that stop. Later. That man does not stop. 
I heard uh, you had a. We were gonna talk about a game with him. You had. Oh yeah, we played a game the other day. Yeah, man's man's a, a mad lad. He's uh, he's been he's been facing some obstacles and he's been handling it. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll we'll talk about that. So Discord wise, obviously we don't just stop once we have one competition done. July's competition is up and running right now. Uh, this month you actually have two categories. We're doing a send off for the. Uh, kind of like the retirement for the Castaferum, uh, yeah. but it seems like they're not retiring it. There was kind of like talk that there were, and it's back now. I don't know. I know that I could take a librarian dread in my Blood Angels for 40K, so don't know how that's working out. We'll see how that goes. Either way, we decided to uh, uh, do a, a contest for Dreadnought in general mm-hmm. uh, for the Castaferum Dreadnought, but you could do a Redemptor, you could do a uh, Leviathan, you could do a, a Contemptor, you do whatever you want in there. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Cast we have Farum, Ironclad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the old Forge World Mark IV Dreadnought. Furioso. Furibundus. Furibundus. So, so all of those, we have right now a contest going on for uh, the, for the Dreadnought category, and then we also have because of our sweet, sweet Patreon dollars, yeah. we're able to offer a second one now, mm. and that is going to be uh, weathered. So the category so is weathered. Tell me more about that. So we it's it's an open category, and we are just looking to have weathered models. That is the goal. All right. So you, it's it's up to the the people voting who exemplifies weathered the best. Correct. All it, of it, it could is be the best looking that is weathered. It could be the best weathered yeah it could just be a uh painting of a space marine under a cloud of rain and that's considered weather yeah we really don't know literally weathering (laughs) so uh we there's all sorts of however you interpret it you are at the mercy of community voting there you go so with that being said uh, hands clean keep that in mind don't be mad at us yeah we don't we have nothing to do with it it's all community (laughs) voting So, hell yeah. Uh, it's absolutely free to enter. The only thing you guys need to do is there are secret words that are not so secret anymore. Once they're announced in the month, you just take a primed or unassembled model. You take a little picture of the card with your uh, with the date, your name, and the secret phrase. I think it's I am awoken. Yeah, I am awoken for the dreadnoughts. And, and little Horus little for the weather. So. Uh, if you are in the middle of your listening to this podcast and you're about to get something painted, go and snap a picture, jump in the Discord. Yeah, maybe uh, you finish it up. You're like, dang, I should have entered this. Yeah, if you want to get in the Discord, www.warhammerdiscord.com. Boom. Take you straight to... Uh, tell your friends. Straight to the Discord there, straight to the invite link. Warhammerdiscord.com That's all you have to do. Uh, I can't believe that wasn't taken. <laughs> I can't believe that wasn't <laughs> taken, so here we are. What a time to be alive. Uh, yeah, some other things... Oh, as well, uh, I do want to talk about this, and it is something that I want to be very open with. Okay. Um, if you go to RFIPaint.com, <laughs> RFIPaint, Radio First Fan, RFIPaint.com, mm-hmm. it'll take you to Monument Hobbies website now. Okay. Uh, because I'm officially a monumental with... Uh, monument hobbies congratulations now what does that mean for you guys right so all of you people have heard me talk about pro crow before i was a monumental yeah way before i was a monumental yeah i was telling you it was not sponsored just a product that we believe in and we believe you should believe in 
Yeah. So before I was, you know, spawn, I was saying pro is great. Having a great time with it. Excellent paint. Loving it. Now you guys can get a 10% discount off of it by using coupon code RFI. Hell yeah. So if you want to try it out or anything like that, you know, you want to get a couple of colors and try it out 10% off, 10% off your starter sets, 10% off of everything. Coupon code RFI. You're welcome. You're welcome. I mean, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to say. I don't know. He's like, what else is there to say? <laughs> we, you're going to get some of the best paint I've ever used. And now you get a discount to even try it. So I don't, I don't know what to say. If you're not, if you don't have it now, quite frankly, what are you doing? I don't know. We had Jason Craze on. Comma Derek. <laughs> I, you know what? Just go and grab you some on your way out. <laughs> take, some, take some of the gift bags. Grab that titanium white on your way out. And then uh, in a couple of weeks when you're back at my front door, I'm begging, scratching my neck, begging like a dog. <laughs> you got more of that pro krill? You got more of that titanium white? I tried, I tried to cut it with Citadel. <laughs> I had to cut it with it's the, all blotchy. <laughs> cut it with the uh, Doc Ph Martin's white ink, and it ain't the same. It don't work the same. I tried. I tried white scar. It just doesn't it's, hit the same. It's it not hitting like it used to. <laughs> so there you go, guys. Ten uh, percent off of that. Uh, definitely, definitely. Um, very happy that we were even considered for that. It's one of those things where uh, that was never in the plans, but. I think uh, kind of some of the community support and all that and all that oh, jazz yeah. kind of eventually pushed it in that direction. Um, so, I mean, it's I don't think we've in the history of the podcast have kind of like ever really been sponsored or, you know, had any kind of kickbacks like that. So other than we're doing like when we're doing events and stuff. So, yeah, it is pretty neat to just be able to say, hey, dude, coupon code RFI, go get you some nice paint. But yeah, no. So that's nice. Yeah, I love those guys. Love those guys. And if you want to know more about this paint, like what makes it so good, go, uh, I think it's, a, what, episode 160 is uh, Fabricators of the Heresy, Jason Cray's Monument Hobbies. I believe so. I can pull it up just to make sure. Yeah, we actually have uh, Jason Cray's, a.k.a. Slow Fuse, uh, in the, uh, we actually did an interview with him. It was an excellent interview. You kind of understand uh, what makes the paint so great. 159. 159. Okay, how's close? Yes, Dang, definitely. we're moving. So speaking of moving, what's next? Uh, voicemail time. Hell yeah. So uh, if you listener have a voicemail, you can go ahead and give us a call at 361-265-8658. And that takes you straight to our voicemail. You can record a message and we'll play it live on air. If you don't have to worry about it cutting you off after a certain time and having to call back, or if you're international and don't want to pay for international calling, you can always reach, to, reach out to us over Discord or Facebook or TikTok, or however you reach out to us and uh, send a clip to us that way, and we'll make sure it gets played. Uh, we don't air them as, like, we don't, uh, uh, I guess, screen them in any way. Uh, so, whatever happens, happens, guys. We're sorry about it, but... Yeah, the the mailbox will give us kind of, like, a preview, and we don't really, like, go over it, but we just kind of do a quick scan just to kind of make sure, but... I think only one time we've even considered not airing it, <laughs> and it was, but and we, we still it. aired we it. We still aired it, yeah. If, for, if you know, you know. <laughs> so, we did get a voicemail. Let's see what this is about. All right. So, this story happened early 2000s, maybe mid. A uh, buddy of mine and his family worked for a local... Uh, local place called Breckridge Exploration. Uh, this is when I was living in Texas, by the way. Um, 
what they did is they would go out, lay the lines, which, you know, connect pipes, stuff like that, do the dynamite, uh, and they would look for oil. So one of these times they went out, uh, they got a job out in Oklahoma. Uh, it was, I want to say during the summer sometime and, uh, his uncles and shit, they didn't, they didn't care. And they'd out there, they'd been out there for, oh God, at least two, three weeks. And, um, my, my friend and his brothers, they got to come back because they were essentially lower on the totem pole. And, um, so when they came back to Texas, they came in, you know, we threw a big party. Hey, welcome back. Blah, blah, blah. And, uh, so we had, you know, asked him, Hey, how, you know, what was it like? First trip out of, out of state working for a new company. Oh, it was good. It was good. Don't worry. We'll hear from my uncles and shit tomorrow. They're supposed to be coming back. And we're going to have an even bigger party. We're going to go down to Mexico. We're supposed to get all this stuff. And, uh, so lo and behold, his uncles don't show. Well, goes about a week. No one's heard from them. Turns out, uh, they couldn't be found because at some point when they were out drilling and laying lines, they happened to stumble across, uh, what appeared to be a group of, uh, guys that were smuggling drugs as well as guns. So the fact that they rolled up on them, they didn't like it. So they had took their trucks, dumped their trucks in this ravine, and then they had full, full plans on killing both of them. Oh, Jesus. Both of them. The only reason they even found them was because his uncle had his phone on him and they were able to track the GPS to him. They showed up, fucking trailer full of pot, other drug math, shit like that, bunch of guns, enough for an army. And uh, saved his uncles, though, took the guys in. And uh, they came back. They were given, where they were given time off. But yeah, that's... Uh, Pretty much the story on uh, how my buddy, uh, how his uncles got kidnapped in the middle of the summer, almost sacrificed for the gods. So, yep, there it be. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Now, here's the thing, all of you uh, young listeners out there. Um, back in the day, a.k.a. about Y2K era, early 2000s, uh, you could just go weeks without people seeing you and nobody would know any different. Cause like y'all are used to this, like constant communication and like oh, yeah. constantly being able, like there was a, a, a brief period of time where, uh, uh, phones were GPS enabled and could get tracked, but like criminals didn't know that there was GPS inside of them. Cause GPS was like really expensive. And so you would think like, oh, let me kidnap this guy. You would not think in your head to throw away his phone and all this jazz, and that you could get tracked with that. Like, uh, like it was a, it was a man, it was a, it was a crazy time in the early two thousands, dude. Oh yeah, but just to think that you could just like go missing, and then it's like, oh well, well we can't find him. He's well, dead. I hope he's all right somewhere. Hope we he... don't even. He didn't check in or anything because you'd have to like go back to your hotel and you'd have to like you know call your family and let them know you're okay if you didn't have a cell phone. So yeah. that's wild, man. Oil field's crazy sometimes. I mean, it still goes on today, dude. People still like in the oil, like even in the like South Texas oil field wire work and uh, uh, like some of those southern towns like Zapata and stuff like that. 
uh, there's stories of like dudes who uh, straight up just get their like truck stolen. They get their ass beat. <laughs> like it's wrong it's, place, wrong time, <laughs> dude. We actually uh, when one time I was working down south and we had to do what's called due diligence on these compressors, which we have to look them over to make sure that they are uh, like good to go. Like mm-hmm. we're buying a whole other company. And so it's like preventative maintenance and give them the old once over. Yeah. It's like, Oh, we're going to sell you this product and we got to go look at it and like, make sure it's actually like a working compressor. And it's like in, in good shape. We get the serial numbers off of it and everything like that. And so they actually sent us with like a local who worked at the previous company we were buying out. And they're like, yeah, just ride with this guy and he'll take you to the unit because these units are like super deep in these ranches and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And so like, you're not going to find it on your own. And so they would take us back and like deep into these ranches. We'd hop out of the truck. This compressor is like loud as hell. You're in the middle of uh, essentially a, a plot of dirt that's in the middle of a bunch of like cleared out. We satch like it's uh, in the middle of a ranch. And so, you really don't see beyond, I would say, because the the it's like a it's, a, it's like ha, like probably like fifty yards both ways, and you just like show up and like you have no vision beyond that, right? Yeah, you got that to the tree line, and then then what's beyond that? Who knows? Yeah, yeah. And some spot there's like you know like wildlife, like zebras and stuff like that. Bigfoot. And yeah, it's they, there's like all sorts of like wild animals like that people like exotic animals that these like millionaire landowners have. Yeah. We bought a few tigers and uh, we can't get them into the pen. So watch out. Uh, that's a real story. I, if you want to hear that story, I don't know if you've heard that story, but I have that story. Um, it's a, uh, uh, so anyway, so this is one time we were doing this due diligence, right? Mm-hmm. And we are uh, sitting in the middle of this, uh, this pad and I'm getting and the unit's down. The unit is shut down. And it was weird because the unit had shut down on what's called manual stop. It's mean you actually like stop the unit. Okay. And it's it was already long, cold, and all that stuff. But we get to there, and he's like, oh, it's down. Let me go and get it restarted. We're going to have to warm it back up and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, I was like, did the pumper stop it or what? And uh, the guy I was with, he said, no, man, uh, 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 sometimes... Uh, illegals or people smuggling drugs or whatever, they'll come stop the units so they can uh, hear or they can get somebody with a truck over here to come restart it and they'll just take the truck. He's like, that's why my truck's locked. And I was like, immediately I'm on edge, right? Like, oh, okay. That's where we're at. Oh, okay. So we're, he's like, yeah, I was like, I'm going to start it back up. It's like middle of day. It's like not a big deal. Like it's like, I'm like, okay, it's kind of sketchy. And so I don't know if it was because he had told me that and I was nervous because of that. But like I kept feeling like you know like that tickle on the back of your neck that somebody's watching you Little spider sense yeah yeah like so I had that and I was like I was like man and I kept like looking around because I thought I was about to get jumped and uh, uh, his name was Luis he goes hey uh, uh, he's are you okay I was like I was like no nah, I was like I was like no nah. I was like I'm just being paranoid now that you told me that he goes what's wrong I, go, I just feel like somebody's watching me he goes okay well let's go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. He just so he stopped the unit. No, enough said. He's all. Let's go. Let's get out of here. I was like, I was like, oh no. He's like, you're fine. He's like, no, no, no. We'll go. <laughs> just unlocks his truck. We just left, dude. He's like, no, okay. Hey, sometimes you get those feelings, and sometimes you don't ignore them. <laughs> sometimes, hey. Oh, so yeah. Make sure you say you say really loud. All right, it's time for us to go. We're gonna get the hell out of here. I'm, I'm telling you, dude. That's what I'm saying. 
We probably won't be back for another two or three days. Yeah, so, so we're just, just saying gonna... real loud so that you know. <laughs> so uh, put that out there to the universe. You just open the ice chest, throw a couple waters, and <laughs> get out of there. You know. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, that was a uh, that's wild. Uh, I'm glad your uncle's okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that story uh, that came from uh, in the Discord. There's Odin the All Father. That came from him. Nice. Uh, he's actually in my TikTok. Uh, his his his, uh, his name is Odin the All Father in the TikTok as well. And uh, he came in. He's like he's like yeah. It's like the time my friend's uncle got kidnapped. And I was like hey, I'm just gonna need you to call this voicemail and tell me <laughs> okay, that story, we'll please. Stop you right there. I know you're about to tell this story. Do this first. Call this number and then tell that story. Yeah, yeah. But uh, hopefully, hopefully, uh, people listening, we can get back to some of these stories because... Yeah, I miss them. I miss hearing... Bear uh, stories, industrial... I oh, mean, industrial accident stories or something else. Uh, they were definitely something else. Uh, it's like, yeah, this guy got Terminator 2 <laughs> But yes, oh powerful, powerful Odin, man. He's Hell got yeah. a... Professor Pigums over there. He's got a pot belly pig, which I was going to tell you about because we were yeah, actually talking you, you about it. That. So uh, Odin, you know, from from TikTok, right? I don't know if he's ever listened to this podcast before or anything like that. But he was telling me, yeah, he was telling me that uh, he's got that. You saw his pot belly pig. It's like a four hundred yeah, pound yeah, pot yeah, belly a, pig. That's a, huge, that's, a, that's a chonker. That's a chonker. A heckin' chonker, right? Yeah. And I was asking, I was like, oh, did you, like, how crazy would it have been, like, to have a little baby piglet to big piglet? And he goes, oh, no, I've always had him as a big piglet, a big pig. I was like, excuse me? He goes, yeah, one day he just walked in his yard, and he's like, oh, I guess he's our pig now. <laughs> <laughs> he just just rolls up, lays down. It's like, well, I can't move him, so I guess he lives here now. <laughs> exactly. And he goes, now he's my best friend. So, yeah, exactly what happened. Bring him some food every day so he don't eat me. A full-grown uh, potbelly pig just showed up at his house, and he's like, well, I guess we got to take care of this thing. It's <laughs> just moved in. <laughs> So, so yeah, yeah. Hey, sometimes that's how the best friendships start. That is how the absolute best friendships start. <laughs> Did we just become best friends? <laughs> yep. Uh, so anyway, let's talk about some hobby progress, dude. All right. So it's been a couple weeks. I've been, uh, my brain working the way it is, has not been letting go of the ZM hex table idea. So I've been collecting the materials I need for that. I've got, the hex tiles turns out uh, companies are allowed to just lie. So I went on Amazon and I bought some uh, 12 inch by 10 and however the geometry works out. Okay. Tiles and they come in it's and 12 I, inch corner to corner, 10 inch side to side. I'm guessing. Yeah. Like 10.48, some, some number like that. I don't know. Okay. And I'm like, cool. I take my measuring tape out and it's like 11 and five eighths. I'm okay. like, that's, that's not 12 inches. It's like, Two by four kind of style. Pretty much. Yeah. The, the exact thing. Where, oh, yeah. It's two by four. And you measure it. It's like, that ain't two by four. I gotcha. They, they haven't been two by four in a long time. No. So I was like, well, that's cool. I guess they could work. But now it throws off my math. It's not going to be exactly like a four by four when I put them together. I, I just put it down. And I'm, like, I'm not messing with it. Uh, I did look and like try to source where I could get actual 12 inch tiles. And I want to avoid just like having... Just like having to go and like laser cut them because I'd like to be able to make like a tutorial. Like, hey, you and your friends want to get into ZM? You want to, you know, you want to get into Heresy? You want to play some low point games? Not everybody has a laser cutter or access to a laser cutter. Yeah, like it's, it's yeah. not as hard to get as it used to be, but 
I'm trying to think like, well, how can we lower that barrier of entry to Zomartalis? Cause yeah. I really enjoy the game mode. I think a lot more people would enjoy it if it was more accessible, but the table from games workshop, it's like 200 bucks for two, two foot by two foot. Okay. For the, something like that for the, uh, the Necromunda Zomartalis. Oh, it's, yeah, that's about right. Yeah. So you, so it's like 200 bucks and you would need four of those to make a full four by four table. Wait, no, no, no. Yeah. You need four of those. And those are $80 a piece for four. Yeah. So you need eight, 16, 24, 30, $300. Something like that. Yeah. That's a, that ain't nothing. Yeah. No. That is a significant table. To go that's, that's just the floor. That is not the, <laughs> yeah. the walls, baby. Yeah, the walls are a little more than that. Yeah. So, I don't know. It started just looking at the cave system for the Siege of Chthonia because there's like a, in the narrative, there's an underground complex. At one point, Omegos just like unleashes a bunch of kill bots. It's like, okay, we can't stay here. I'll just put a bunch of robots, program them to kill anything that's not an automata, and we'll bounce. And good luck following us. Yeah, that's what I'd do. <laughs> I'm like, okay, there's a lot of cool stuff that can go on. Uh, but yeah, just trying to collect the stuff. I got the like Fomular pink insulation foam, and I'm fully prepared to do like the YouTube how to make D&D terrain on the cheap style Zomortalis t- terrain. Okay. I mean, if you can cut the uh, hexagons as good as you cut that paper the other day, then you'll be fine. I already have. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, I that's went to a slight bit of the tism. Well, I mean, call it what call it what you want. It's fine. Hey, man, I've known you my you whole are. life. I know it's there. <laughs> it's, it's there. But no, uh, Hobby Lobby ended up having actual twelve inch tiles that were close enough. They were short by maybe like a negligent amount. So those worked. I picked up all they had of those. Oh, you're not you're not going hex anymore. No, those were, those were hex guns. Oh, okay, okay. But they had like three packs, and that's it. And everything was like on clearance discount. I'm like, uh, hope they still carry these. And they were corkboard or what yeah, are they? It's just like uh, eighth, eighth to a quarter inch thick cork. Okay. So I'm trying to get something thick enough you can put a push pin through, so I don't have to worry about it just disintegrating. But we'll see how that goes. Uh, mostly just been collecting the stuff to do that and trying to work figure out the process so I can document it. Yeah, I figure people would uh, appreciate that as well as what else I've been working on. I did some had to do some drywall at the house. That was fun. I, I don't know anything about doing drywall. And I think I did OK. I just patched up a hole in the ceiling. That's actually a good segue into the new channel on the discord that I added today. Oh, yeah. Like DIY. Did you hear about this? Did you see this channel that got added? I mean, I felt it. Yeah. So, you know, we like. Every time that we hang out, right? Mm-hmm. And by the way, that's what we did uh, last time we were supposed to record. Me and Derek just uh, hung out because we haven't hung out in a lot. Yeah. <laughs> just good old-fashioned hangout set. Yeah, it was like, hey, uh, maybe we skip this week. Some stuff happened and just not feeling like recording. It's like, okay, well, I'm just going to come hang out anyway. Is that cool? We can just yeah. hang out without the uh, microphones. Yeah. So uh, I added a, uh, a channel called Handy Person Questions. Hell yeah. Because there's always a situation where, like, you know, you're doing drywall, you have nothing, no idea. Like, last week, uh, uh, one of our locals had an issue with his air conditioner. Mm-hmm. They said he had to take it in. I was like, no, nah, just bring it by my house and we'll look at it. Like, just one of those situations where it's like, hey, man, I don't want to go, like, 
I don't want to go find a professional that's going to tell me it's going to cost me $900,000 when I can just ask you guys. You're like, oh, that's an easy fix. It's a fuse or something. Oh, yeah. So tell me about your drywall. Just I want to so, plug that. So with the, the house renovations we've been doing, uh, we've got a, a few new circuits we had to run as well as a, like an outside light that the circuit goes through the interior and we just needed access to these wires in where we've been doing renovations. So we did most of the ceiling, but we left like a three foot by three foot area uncovered. Oh, okay. And just so we could access the wires until we get everything done and finished. So stuff from the attic can have access to the inside. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And uh, well, I've been staying over there intermittently and this hole is in the master bedroom, which is unfortunate. And it makes the room hot, makes the room smell like attic. And occasionally stuff just kind of falls down. <laughs> stuff hovers down in the form of... Uh, in the form of uh, rat droppings and live roaches and... Rat droppings? I assume they got into that crawl space. Because it's a two-story house, but the area this is is kind of like outside the second story. And so they have this like angled, this like beveled part of the roof. Uh-huh. So it doesn't go up to the ceiling. So there's no way to like access it. So they just ran a duct through it for the AC and it's just kind of like a little crawl space. So I assume at some point the house had previously had a rat problem that was, uh, be, cause it was not really monitored. Uh-huh. Uh, that has since been dealt with, but there is now just rat droppings in unfortunate places. Okay. So they're just like the house shifts from the, the dro- like in my head, I was trying to figure out like, does a rat like hang his ass like over the edge? <laughs> and just, like, <laughs> and just that's your like, problem now. <laughs> just it's like, Oh, this is way nice. At least we'd have to poop where we live now. No, It's just, they, they run along the joists and it just kind of falls out where they go. And so it's just, just stuff up there and any, any, any little like shake or motion to the house or a breeze goes through a draft Stuff just kind of falls. I gotcha. Okay. And then patching that up, more stuff was just falling from drilling and hammering and stuff. And it's just... Of course. Of course. Yeah. I found more rat droppings. I'm like, damn it. Do we get rats rats again? I'm like, no, it probably just fell down when I was doing all that work and just tracked it over here. <laughs> At least I hope. I, I hadn't seen any evidence of rats and hopefully, knock on wood. I'll let you borrow Gray if you want. Let her... She'll, she'll tell you real quick if you got rats or not. <laughs> and then I give her a week. She'll give you an estimate. Okay. <laughs> you know, then she'll clear out the problem if she needs to. Okay. I'll, I'll see if I need to get her to sign off on some permits or something. <laughs> she does under the table work oh. for tuna. So, okay. You know what? Well, I'll let you know. Yeah. Hit me up. <laughs> anyway, so I got the, they sell two by two foot just pieces of sheetrock. Uh huh. Cause I don't know that I can transport a full sheet without it like breaking them in the back of my truck. Yep. So I got three of those because it's a small area, and I just zipped them up, and I think it worked. Fantastic. I haven't done any, like, taping and floating yet because I think we might still need to, like, take one of those panels off to access stuff in the future. The The hallway adjacent to it still has holes and drywall we need to repair, so I think I might just punch more holes there rather than go through the master suite. Yeah. But, like, there's a there's a bedroom at the end of the hall that I think I might renovate in, like, a studio painting area, and so I might try to get a circuit over there. Cause the problem is that room doesn't have any power right now. Okay. So there was that, the master bedroom, master bathroom, the hallway and that other room, they used to be all on the same circuit. They used to be all on one, like 20 amp circuit. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. grandma can't dry, hair dry her hair and you use a TV at the same time. <laughs> well, yeah, but it, this was back from when there was like radios and reading lamps. So yeah, yeah, that makes sense. 
Yeah, the house was built in 1956, and uh, nothing's grounded except for what we've personally grounded. So it's been an interesting challenge. Yeah, but it sounds like you're getting it taken care of. Little, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm learning a lot. Yeah, make those taxes go up. Be all right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> getting rid of the pool, I think, is going to help the the property taxes a little bit, but. I think you should have left the pool, uh, unserviceable pool. <laughs> I really make that property value go down. Honestly, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> it's like, oh, you got a usable backyard now? Cha-ching, <laughs> look at baby. This, look at this grass growing? <laughs> Dang. I remember when I fell in this last time I was assessing <laughs> this property. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so trying to uh, revamp that into a usable painting space until then. I've just been kind of printing stuff, and I've been doing some work on the Ultramarines. I think I got metals pretty much done on everybody. I just need to go in and do details, lenses, uh, servo skulls, things like that. And then I found some like thinner cork with like an adhesive backing. Yeah. And I've been messing with that for some of the mines for one of the Apex missions. Yeah. So I think that's what I'm going to try to do for basing is just peel the adhesive backing off. Or peel off the paper that exposes that on the back of the cork, press all my bases into it, and then cut them out, score them up, and then put some uh, plastic card on top to do up his tile. Bingo, bango. Easy peasy. It sounds easy in my head, but we'll see. Yeah, I think the cutting up the tile is going to be the hardest part. But Well, even then, I'm just going to like score it, and then snap it, and then maybe come in with like a hole punch if I want to do like broken areas. Well, sounds like you got to figure it out. I, I wouldn't say I got it figured out, but I got a preliminary plan. Yeah, it's a lot further than sand. I'm a sand guy, so. Hey, there's nothing wrong with sand. <laughs> that's that's the Isvan 5 right there, that black sand. So I see it. And then yesterday, I got a game in with Powerful Tyler. You want to hold that off? Because I feel like that's going to be a conversation. That is a conversation. This is a really weird game. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually very much looking forward to this. I'm glad we haven't talked about it yet. Yeah, so this is the second game in a row. Tyler's had to face down a Titan. <laughs> a, a not 25% Titan. And he knew. He knew what to do, I feel like. So so stick around for that if you're interested on how that goes. But in the meantime, what you've been working on? So, you showed me some of it. It looks dope. Yeah, man. So in the past two weeks, uh, so I stream on TikTok. I stream all my, like everything I've been working on on TikTok now. Uh, Radio Free Istvan on TikTok. Yeah, Radio Free Istvan on TikTok. Um, and it's truly been like uh, like one of those like heavy motivators. It's like, I know if I'm going to sit down and paint, I'm going to sit down and paint for like an hour and a half. I'm gonna, mm-hmm. That's like the minimum I'm going to stream out. And so like with that, there's been like, you know, I've been working on my Blood Angels yeah. uh, quite a bit. Um but also there's like, I've had some like commission pieces coming in stuff like that, like uh, that needs to get painted. So like, as far as like what I've been working on, on the TikTok, like I've been working on, I did a Lord Invocatus or Johnny Avocado, Lord Avocado, something like that. It's like oh, a okay. the corn 40K, Lord. The world, the world leaders Lord on Juggernaut. Yeah. Yeah. So I got one of those painted up. Uh, that was a blast. Like really, I'm like kind of taking everything and it's one of those situations where like, you know, when you go and like you, you paint something up and you take your phone and zoom it into it and you're just like, Oh my God, what have I done? Yeah. This is the worst looking model I've ever seen in my life. Uh, yeah. The, the discrepancy between, yeah, I'm done painting this. Look at it. And then I put it 
in my little light box and I take a picture of it and I zoom in. I'm like, oh. Oh, I was not done painting that. Oh, my God. Okay. So, um, because I stream now, I stream that painting going on. You get that feeling live? All the time. And it's I'm, I'm zoomed in to my model all the time. Uh, people watch this model. Like, there's people, like, watching the stream and, like, I got to pretend like I know what I'm doing. And so... Like I'm painting this stuff and just it's like, do what I do. Just speak with authority, <laughs> even though you have no idea, no confidence in what you're That's saying. That's what I'm doing. I just Derek the whole time. It's like, yeah, it's like, then you're going to want to do this. And then it's supposed to uh, look horrible like that. It's okay. We're not done yet. We're not, done yet. <laughs> we're not even done yet. So we're going to take a completely different color and cover <laughs> this color. <laughs> but it's okay. You want that to shine through a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Uh, so yeah, so I paint the entire time with my phone, like fully blasted, zoomed in and I have to watch this. And so I can't like if for one, it slows me down. And so like, it's one of those things where like, if I was going to paint an eyeball, right, I would hit that eyeball and then it's like, Oh, I kind of fucked up. All right, cool. I'm not going to go back and clean this up and all that stuff. Well, I've got, you know, 16 people watching me. I thought, well, I got it. (laughs) Watch it over your shoulder. They're here. You know, the, like they saw, yeah, there, there are situations where I'll be painting something and be like, Hey, you forgot that skull down there. And it's like, you're right. I did. And normally I'd be like, Hey, nobody go see that skull. <laughs> that skull is underneath him. <laughs> like there was this part where I had to paint Lord Avocado's belt buckle. And I knew oh, yeah. this man is leaning forward and like his, like basically his groin is directly touching the saddle. So nobody's going to see this. Nobody's ever going to see this man's belt buckle or the leather that I weathered <laughs> on this leather. This cra- cracked, worn leather. <laughs> unless you break this model off of his, his juggernaut mount. And I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm already here. I got to paint this, this thing. I can't not paint this. Like, oh, you're not going to see this anyway. Nope. Got to do it. So, uh, But I, I think we had like kind of previously talked about how... I was not doing too well with faces. And that was kind of one of the big things that I wanted to kind of learn this year was to how to paint faces and how to get better at painting faces. And so I went out and I picked up all of the, like every single monument hobbies flesh color. They had warm flesh, you know, dark flesh. They had a um, tan flesh, every single flesh that they offered, even the, uh, like Vince Ventrella, like special flesh. And also I bought every single one they had their flesh wash. I bought all of that to say, Hey, look, I'm going to learn how to paint faces and I'm gonna learn how to paint faces as well. Like that is my goal, no matter what happens. So what I did was I, I lined up all those heads to kind of get me into a kind of like decent, like nothing but heads, only paint heads. And I put them yeah. on a little paint handle, put 10 heads on there. Just learn to paint heads. I went into, uh, uh, Jason Craze. I went to Monument Hobbies. Um, what's it called? Their their the Twitch stream, and I was telling them like, "Hey, like, I'm just not very good at painting faces. Like, I see when people paint faces on YouTube, I see what they're doing, and it's like, okay, you're gonna want to highlight the nose, you're highlight the eyebrows. You're just going to cover on these spots and all that jazz. I was like, I do that, but mine never look like that. It looks like he's like, when I touch his nose with like my paintbrush, it looks like I added an additional nose to his head. And like, it looks like I made like giant eyebrows on him. And like, it just looks like it's a man with like flesh painted, like battle paint on his face every time I do it. Right. 
And so it was making me frustrated. And so I was telling them, I was like, hey, like when I paint faces, it looks chalky. And it doesn't look like when y'all paint faces, like it doesn't feel like it's the same thing. We're not doing the same thing. <laughs> like we can't be. I've been seeing this for years. And so I just resorted to just painting helmets forever. Right. And so uh, Jason actually stepped aside and he said, look, dude, he's like, if your stuff is coming out chalky, you're not thinning your paints down enough. And what's happening is you're painting like paint, like a lot of paint on this model. And so he do like he was painting a redemptor, put it aside and he grabs some flesh wash and like, he's doing his stuff live on monument hobbies on Twitch. And he just like shows me on his hand. He's like, this is how thin you want this paint to be. Like, this is the level of paint. You, you want it thin, thin. And if you have to do multiple layers of this thin, you do that. You don't ever go too many layers, always under layers. Once I found that out and I learned that, like, dude, I can paint faces now, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it was like that. So like I've been screwing this up for years, dude. And so learn how to paint faces and all stuff. Um, 10th edition dropped uh, the, uh, uh, sorry, you saying that reminds me of when I got into 40 K in high school painting uh-huh. space wolves. And all of my guys without helmets ended up looking like Clayface from Batman. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm not much farther than that, man. I'm, I promise. And so, uh, uh, so 10th edition dropped. I mean, everybody in the shop is getting Leviathan and all this jazz. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, I saw it as kind of like a good time to like, okay, I've got my Trader Blood Angels ready to go. I've got my Loyalist Blood Angels ready to go. Like, I'm at this, like, good point where, like, I've got two separate Blood Angels armies that I can whip out on a dime, right? Yeah. So, it's like, I I can faithfully go try a 40K army to play 40K. I was like, what other army would I play than Blood Angels? <laughs> like, it's just 40K Blood Angels. <laughs> so, I picked up some uh, Assault Intercessors, which are basically, like, a... Primaris Marines with uh, the spoilers, the spoiler equivalents where they got pistols and chainswords. Yeah, they got pistols and chainswords. And for for you listeners out there, y'all know Jake puts together my models. So like, gave Jake the box. He assembled all the models. <laughs> he just sees you come in with the box. Is like, oh, like goes up, comes back with his like like a visor and like a little like the the what do you call it? the monocle that like attaches to your glasses with like the lenses. I I uh, I there's a name for it. I know. Yes, just a little lens. Jeweler's lens. Jeweler's loop. Yeah. Yeah. Jeweler's loop. Yeah. Yeah. So so anyway, so he he gets models like, hey, he always asks me, he's like, hey, how do you want these assembled? And it's like, oh, just a chainsword, and I want one guy to have a power fist. I said, and by the way, I know normally leave off them heads and put helmets on. Give me some heads. No, no helmets. No helmets. No helmets. No My helmets. entire squad, ten dudes, no helmets. I went hard, dude. I was like, you know what, dude, like. I, I cannot be afraid. Like, I've got to just, I feel like I know how to paint heads now. I painted all these, like, fake heads and all this stuff. I got the practice in. So I went hard, dude. I was like, no helmets, full-blown heads. Give it to me. Hit me hit me hard. So I've got a full 10-man headless squad of... Helmetless. Helmetless, yeah. Helmetless squad <laughs> of assault intercessors that I painted up, dude. And, like, it was a, a challenge, but a welcome challenge. Like yeah. I, I painted up on stream. I had to paint eyes. I got a lot of uh, a lot of kind of like comments on like different techniques people use. Like so, one of the big things with like eyes. Like I've always done the 
the black eyes and then I do the white on the outside. In that get, order? Yeah. So like I, yeah. I paint the eye fully black mm-hmm. and then I paint a white dot on both sides. Yeah. To give you that giant pupil. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, that's what we hear, right? That's like the, the advice is, okay, you get more control over which way the pupil's looking. Yes. And it ends up looking a little better if you have the control to leave a little bit of black around it for that eyeliner. Yes, yes. And that yeah. eyeliner looks great. The eyeliner looks amazing. <laughs> Except when it doesn't. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Everybody who's painted eyes knows. that's It looks great when it looks good. When it don't, it don't. I want to show you this picture real quick because there was at one point where I started playing My Chemical Romance. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh for uh on the stream because of just the how pronounced the eyeliner was yes absolutely let me see if i could find it real quick i mean if anybody though blood angels probably would right <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> dude when i saw that up close because that's what i'm looking at on my phone right that's what i'm seeing yeah and i was like what have i done like this man looks like his boyfriend just broke up with him outside the club he's (laughs) got that smudgy eyeliner too it's not it's not like the the clean crisp like no this dude's been going through it this man has had a rough night but you can see the skin how's the skin look oh it looks fantastic i'm telling you dude i'm telling you thank you by the way and then here look just so you can see that's the that's the, yeah, <laughs> it's got that Rodney Dangerfield look. Well, you can see I put the scar on there, purpled oh, up. Yeah, this, that scar looks dope. Skin, looking good, looking good. I've, yeah. got, I've got skin down. So anyway. Hey, that's what you do. You throw yourself into the thick of it and you come out the other side. That's all I could do. You just keep on going. And so uh, people were telling me different methods that, you know, it's like, hey, use uh, use a toothpick or, you know, use, you know, get your pupils done with a toothpick. And I was like. I tried that. They don't, to me, they don't hold enough water and the paint just dries out before I touch the model. So thinking about that, right. I was like, Oh, well I have this spare airbrush needle that I use to clean out my airbrush. And so I actually used that and I was able to make pupils just fine. And I was like, what am I doing? I've got a 0.03 <laughs> micron pen right here. <laughs> it's like a buck. Hey, it works. It absolutely hey, works. I did the like not work style uh, tactical markings on 120 spacels of one of them bad boys. Hey man, it works That's for people too. That's a powerful too. tool. If you don't have one, you should have one, listener. It's it's incredible. It's an incredible tool, dude. So got those guys all done. Got those guys all taken care of. Um, what's cool is, and it's kind of one of those things where it was a new tool that I, there's two I've been, like, I've been trying out all sorts of tools recently mm-hmm. just cause you know, there's so much cool stuff that I kind of missed when we took our little hiatus and the game's changed. The, the game has absolutely changed. Uh, one of the cooler ones that I didn't use straight up that I like Jake is using right now and was actually a recommendation from Brian, uh, over in West Texas. Okay. It's a uh, glass files for Gundams. Yes, I've been hearing that Jake's been doing some wild stuff with that. Dude, he is absolutely been like because he assembles Gundams, so he assembles my stuff. He like assembles Gundams like master grade. I don't know whatever the highest grade Gundams are. That's Jake, right? I mean, there's a few different grades. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, Jake's the guy. So we get a uh, there. He is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jake. How's it going? <laughs> so. So Brian recommended these glass files mm-hmm. for Gundams saying like, 
this is the shit. You got to get this. You know, it, it'll leave that good finish. And, and what it does is you essentially where you have uh, clippings, like where where you clip a model and you have that little bit of uh, the nub that nub there. Before I was using like different grits of sandpaper, the sanding sticks. Yeah, I would buy big packs of those sanding sticks, and you just use the highest grit one to just shave that thing down. But there's always that like, hey, this little area has been sanded. Yeah, it has a different finish. Yeah. And so uh, I went on Amazon and I picked up, uh, it was like $13. It's a, a glass file. You get three of them and it's like 8,000, 10,000, and 16,000 grit or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like just insane grit. Stuff that you would never like on your own decide, hey, let me get a 16,000 grit file for my worm. Right, right. And this is solely to sand and polish the plastic for your Gundams. Yeah. And so I was like, hey, bro, I'm going to get you these for your Gundams. You assemble my models. And Whatever happens, happens. It, dude, like it, it was, it has definitely, definitely been one of those things. Hold on one second. Okay. So the benefit of living with your assembler, right? <laughs> is, uh, he just so happened to be walking by when we were talking about this. So, so Jake, like uh-huh. I haven't used the glass files. I don't know what the glass files are like or all that stuff, but yeah. this, this is my roommate, Jake. You've heard about him. He's the like. <laughs> powerful assembler that assembles all my models. They, they, if you've seen my models and especially if you've seen them on the TikTok, like you have seen that they have no nubs, they have no like mold lines or anything like that. Like they're like, it's not me. It's not me. <laughs> it, it's Jake here. He, he does it's like my gunna, autism. It's not even me. <laughs> it takes over. So, uh, uh, these glass files, like mm-hmm. w- what's your thoughts on those guys? Uh, I wish I had them when I was in high school. Okay. 20 something years ago because they're insane. They're really if they're good for Okay, so I should have to clarify that they're good for finishing. They're not good for anything other than that. But for moving nubs and mold lines, I don't see using anything else. So that was like one of the big things that I was kind of telling, you know, Derek about was you know, we've always used the sticks, the the sanding sticks, mm-hmm. right? And those always left that, like, this is a Grip. freshly sanded mm-hmm. area, yeah. right? Like, it did remove the nub, which is mm-hmm. great, but it always left that, like, hey, this is a freshly sanded area. You can see it, like, especially on resin models, right? And especially if you paint it. Yeah, and when you paint it, you see it's yeah. like you just got to add a little bit of extra primer in that spot, right? You know, mm-hmm. you got to get thicken it up there. So it was kind of one of those things, like, this latest group of, like, intercessors you brought me, like, they were, like, straight out the box, you know, like polished yeah. miniatures. So, yeah. So what those files are actually made for is for Gundam models. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people that build Gundam models don't paint Gundam models, but they have all those little nub marks. And if you see older Gundam models, you're going to see them. This polishes that out. It doesn't sand it out because these are three grits. They're 8,000, 10,000, 12,000 grit. Okay. 12,000. Yeah. So that's why you don't get sanding marks. Cause it's basically a polishing block. It's like the same grit you would sharpen a knife with or something. So, it's super, super useful, especially for Gundam models or if you models that you don't plan on painting or models that you plan on airbrushing because you want the finishing to be polished. I would say like one of the biggest things that like kind of like was like blew my mind was uh, I don't know if you've seen Primaris Marines or you've seen like kind of like new Marines. They have that nub at the top of their backpacks, like the nub you're going to notice every time. It's like right there on the top of the backpack. <clears throat> and it's too small for you to be able to put nippers in there. Yeah. And if you try and use a blade, you're going to cut the other two pieces off either way direction you go on. Yeah, so so Jake polished that off of all the intercessors. And so, like, you, it was one of those things where it's like, this looks like a, 
snap fit marine. All I had to do was like put that in there. It's like no, it actually was. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's they're they're very useful for that stuff, especially if you're doing high detail painting. You should have, you should have them. You should, there's no excuse for it because I don't think they even make sandpaper that's eight thousand, ten thousand, twelve thousand grit. Not that I know of. I've never seen it. Like car paint polishes. Do they? Because we used to, I used to paint cars and we used to use five and six. That wasn't also that was not on my part. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, okay. No. Never mind. Oh, I'm sorry. Here. <laughs> yeah, I was saying they do make them. I think for like polishing cars, and like like ac- like actual cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. I mean, I don't. I know when we used to paint them, was the highest we ever went was six thousand, and that's the highest you could buy. I'm sure you can buy now. That was years ago, decades ago at this point. But yeah, well, if no. you're finishing your models and you want you're anal retentive about the finishing of them, you should have those. Fantastic. Those files are great. I'm glad we they caught make, you on the way to do your they laundry. They carbon fiber files now, too. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> but I don't need glasses fine. The only reason people use carbon fiber is because they drop the glass ones. I would drop the glass ones. <clears throat> yeah, they break. You just got to be careful with them. But yeah. They're super cool. So yeah, you heard it straight from uh, Jake's mouth. Like that was like, I would give a review on them, but obviously I'm not the guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you ain't going to, I'll tell you, you'll know my models because they're the ones that don't have the nips polished off the top of their backpacks right it's clean off the (laughs) off the assembly line (laughs) so but yeah no it was a that was a recommendation from brian thank you brian for that recommendation uh they definitely look nice and clean hell yeah uh so yeah so i i I painted those guys up got their heads all nice and painted got their faces all painted up um another tool that I, i i wanted to try out was the uh uh, the mod, not monument. Uh, the oh, what is it called? Cobalt keep bases and yeah. and holders. So whenever I and I, I think I'd mentioned this before in like mm-hmm. a previous podcast, I got the painting hilt pro. So with that painting hilt pro, it was like one of those things where it's like it's a it's a just a miniature holder. It's got like a little uh USB C battery powered light and then a magnifying glass and all that jazz. And so when I was laid up on the couch in the living room. It was one of those things where it was like, I need some way to transport even the smallest level of hobby desk to this chair because I can't move very much, but I still want to be able to like just not be a potato and watch TV, judge Judy all the time. Yeah. Although I do love Judy justice. Um, so I found that company, uh, Cobalt Keep, got the Painting Hilt Pro, and it absolutely took me through that, you know, two three week stretch of like just yeah. being in being chair ridden right got you through a tough time in your life yeah so one of the big things about those uh those painting hilts and all that jazz and their holders and everything like that is they do have a proprietary base that you can use that'll make it better okay and so their base is a i don't know if you've ever seen it i, I it's essentially a 32 millimeter base or 25. They make hex bases, everything like that. And it's got a T on the inside and a circle in the middle. And it's perfectly recessed for a 10 by 2 millimeter uh, neodymium battery or a neodymium uh, magnet. And you put push that in, glue it in, all that jazz. And so now your bases are ready for your Magnarax. Your Magnarax or anything like that or that new Amazon bag that everybody's using now too. Like the new what? There's an Amazon bag. It's it's super nice. I'll show you after okay. here in a bit. Um, but there's all sorts of like magnetic trays and bags that you can oh, yeah. use now. And so that base is like ready to accept this 
extremely a ten by ten millimeter by two millimeter magnet. That's, that's no joke. That is no joke <laughs> magnet on there. And so it's got this T in there, and that T is for locking into these uh, a special head on that painting magnet. Yeah, that painting uh, handle. Yeah, yeah. It's got a special head on top, and so I was like, you know what? I was like. This got me out of this bind, so let me go and spend some more money on there. Let me go and invest in their actual bases. Let me invest in their uh, their locking mechanisms, everything like that. And so I just kind of like went and I was like, you know what? Let's check out their line. Let me go and spend like sixty bucks, and you get a lot for sixty bucks from them, dude. Like you get a ton of stuff for them. So like I got like three three holders. I got like a uh, hundred bases from them with a hundred magnets in there. Uh, with the magnets, with the magnets included. There you go. Yeah, and so I rebased all my new Marines. They're all good to go, dude. It's it's been a good time, dude. Like it's kind of one of those things where it's like, okay, I'm gonna do this army like fresh, right? This is, this is some quality of life. Yeah, it's like it, it's a uh, it's it's one of those things where it's like you know, it's a uh, uh, showing off this like brand new 10th edition army, and it's like let's do it like right from the get go, right? So. A uh, clean paint job, clean bases, super nicely, you know, assembled and put together, polished, polished, everything like that. So those those ten assault intercessors are done. It's only taken me like two weeks to get one squad done. So you know, but they look nice. I appreciate that, man. I, I definitely do appreciate that. It is definitely one of those things where uh, it has been. It's been fun to paint them in front of stream for other people. Um, then. I had to kind of like grow up a little bit because I it's like okay man don't eat your dessert now because you got homework to do you got to eat your switch, steak and all switch stuff. gears a little bit all right we got Warzone in two months and so with that you know Warzone right around the corner I did I stopped and I said you know what I'm kind of on this like heavy painting kick right now let me go and enter every category in Warzone's painting competition hell yeah and so uh, uh, I ended up. Let me see here, because it's it's uh, the painting competition is judged by Metalhead Minis. Mm-hmm. They're the same people that judge Gen Con. Yeah, and so it's like this isn't like your local dudes. Like, hey, this is my favorite army, or this is my favorite. So uh, I I've, I've got to make sure it's like higher standard, right? So I entered the single finger category. I entered the unit group category. I entered the ordnance, which is a vehicle. I entered the uh, diorama, which that was the only one I had entered from the begin from the get go. Yeah, that was the one you were like interested in. Yeah, but then I was like, okay, let me go ahead and just enter all of these, and I, I and then I entered the large scale and bust. Nice. So, as far as like what I'm working on, right? My diorama that was my like I knew that I was going to do that. Yeah. It's a my diorama side is a Zomortalis tile. And if you've been following Mortion's Kickstarter, which is the company that, that makes uh, 3D models, and you can print those 3D models, Mortion actually came through and they said, hey, um, here is different upgrades for these Necromunda tiles. And when I say upgrades, dude, like, you know how when you put something on a Necromunda, like if you look at a Necromunda tile, the Zomortalis tile, They've got like, you know, here's a, uh, like here's a vent or like here's a, a manhole or something like that. And it kind of, like if you were looking at like a flat square piece, that little, like a manhole being there, like raises it a little bit. And it was like, they designed 
their 3D models to perfectly fit around those manholes. Like the manhole is cut out for the tiles. And so it fits exactly perfectly on those squares. There's no no gaps underneath the tiles. No gaps, dude. It's insane. Like they have perfectly cut. Like I can't imagine how much work it would like. I feel like they 3D scan these like (laughs) these tiles and then built on top of it because they have these perfect cutouts so that you can get around like you know exactly where certain like it's like assembling a perfect puzzle when you put these 3d printed pieces on these tiles it's if you don't know who Morshin is it's m-o-r-t-i-a-n they had like a kickstarter and you still buy those stls but i got the stl that's like the the zomortalis two pack Mm -hmm. which is like uh it comes with a Avenger launcher, like an Avenger ship launcher. Oh my God. Have you seen this? You haven't seen the pack? I've not seen the, what, what all comes in the pack. I've seen what you've been using. Yeah. And I have seen some of their other Zomortalis tiles stuff that they've done, like the giant windows on like the dais and like these more, these like ornate arches. So they've got a lot of cool stuff for these. If you don't know about them, check them out. So this is the Zomortalis upgrade kit three. This is the one I jumped into or okay. I, I, I bought into. So you got the, the, they make this separate tile that you can print for roads and stuff like that. Uh, they've got the tentacles breaking out of the ground. Okay. Uh, they've got tentacles coming out of a vent or whatever, something like that. Yeah. They've got alternative walkways. Yeah, it looks like uh, like Jersey Barrier style walls. If you wanted to have something that's not all the way up to the ceiling, yeah, they've got uh, looks like a bay door catwalks. Okay, yeah, it's a catwalk. It, it, to me, that looks like a uh, like a Star Wars like a like a hangar door with like yeah. energy. Yeah, no, I gotcha. So they've got catwalks. They've got yeah, uh, like got, entrances and stuff like that. Okay, they got like some forty five degree walls. Yeah, yeah, 45-degree walls. forty uh, Damaged walls comes in this kit. Ooh, that's nice. So if you want to walk through the walls or anything like that, you can do that as well. If your Leviathan's too big for the door, he can make one. This is the one I was talking about, the Avenger launcher. Oh, that's super cool. So it's, it looks- it's like a rail with like a little like sled that sits on it, and then the Avenger sits on the sled. Yes. And it uses that to just catapult this thing out of the ship. Yeah, so it's supposed to be like a hangar so your Avenger can take off. And so, and like the tiles are on uh, pistons, so they flare up behind it to catch the exhaust and not just cook everybody. Yep. And then this is what I'm building the the drop pod dropper. Yeah. So this is a a bay door that holds a drop pod that h- holds it up, and the doors open up underneath it, and the drop pod falls. Yeah. That is uh that is what's what I'm building right now, which is. That's incredible because you've been talking about this display board for your like drop assault. Yeah, it was it was one of the things that like whenever Horse Heresy 1.0 was out, this is something that I wanted to do and was working on. I actually got a 3D artist. I was actually a powerful uh, Steve Stoden over at a uh, uh, oh Steve was Steve Stoden? No, 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 not Steve Stoden. That's uh, Mad Robot Miniatures. Oh, what was his name? It doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, I know you worked with a lot of artists in the past. Yeah, yeah. Well, so so I got a uh, I got a drop pod bay door 
commissioned up. And I mean, it, it was nice at the time, but now like technology, the way it is like this just blows it out of the water and this fits a drop pod perfectly holds it above. Yeah. All the doors can open up. It's got the and, arms that are holding it and like suspending it. Yeah. Suspending it above. And so my plan is like for this, I'm going to do a blood angels drop pod suspended up. It's going to be a death storm drop pod. I've drilled out one of the missiles on the, on the death storm side and I'm going to have a tech Marine loading up the missile. Yeah. And the so last missile. the last missile, it's like, it's ready to go like with, with love. And so one of the big things was Put a little hard on it. I was trying to figure out, you know, like what would a blood angels flight deck look like? Right. And like, and I've been reading, uh, 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 sanguineous. Like they talk about being inside the ship in the sanguineous, the great angel, I've been reading the end of the death. Like I've been reading like a lot of books that are like blood angel related to, so I can get a better under idea of what these ships look like interior. And they're like super exquisite ships. And so what I was going to do was I was thinking initially, it's like, okay, I will do like ivory floors. Right. And that's what I was going to do from the get go. I was going to do ivory in 2016 when I was going to make this exact same display board. And it was kind of one of those situations where like, it was, it's like, I would like to do marble, but I think ivory is going to be easier. And then the conversations kept happening. It's like, well, if this is going to be in a competition, why wouldn't you do marble? Like, why wouldn't you do the marble floors? Yeah. And I was like, you're right. You know, I'm trying to half ass it. I'm trying to get like half ass this tile in there. So I, 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 I took one of my spare tiles cause those kits come with four tiles and I, painted up live on stream i painted i showed how to like uh, uh initially i showed how to weather like an ivory tile and last night i was like let's pick a tile color let's see what tile color we're gonna do and i did uh initially i just did uh ivory base with black top you know and and the way i did that was with the baby white method mm-hmm. which are you a dryer sheet guy or a baby wipe guy? Uh, I've used both, and I've had more success with dryer dryer sheets. Okay, well, I uh, I was a dryer sheet guy, a hundred percent dryer sheet guy, and I somehow and I had a a training for my work where they had to like it was a train the trainer thing where I had to like like get certified to be a trainer mm-hmm. for some job I had, and they gave me like hand wipes for this training and I've never used hand wipes. I've always done the dryer sheets because my garage AKA laundry room is littered with dryer sheets, right? Like they're just everywhere. (laughs) They're the easiest thing you get in the world easier than grass. Right? Well, uh, I was like, well, I actually have hand wipes. So let me go ahead and try these hand wipes. And I I don't know if you've like saw in the like baby wipe method and all this stuff. Like some baby wipes just don't work. Like, they don't stretch, like, the way that they do on the YouTube videos and all that jazz? That might have been the problem I had, because I think I got dude wipes. Yeah, okay, yeah. If they they don't work for painting, I can always, you know, do the other thing with them. So, so yeah. Hold on one second. Okay. Okay, we're doing this live, guys. He's got the hand wipes. So, so this is the company, the... Yeah, these are antibacterial wipes. Okay. Okay. Now... So, they don't work if you're trying to do Nurgle. No, exactly. <laughs> so, all right, handle that. 
All right. Try and stretch it out and, and go one way and then go the other way. All right. Now go the other way. Now you're starting to see those YouTube videos are starting to make sense, right? Well, yeah, I, I see the pattern. Oh, just keep going. Emerging. Basically, the, the fibers are kind of clumping up in some places. They're opening up in other places. And you're starting to get this, like, spotty kind of texture to it. And then some areas will do it a little better. So you just pick that area, focus yeah, on it. it I do this little, method, like the driving the car method. Yeah, so I'm, like, stretching it. And then I'm, like, alternating my hands up and down in different directions. And it's, it's getting this texture to it. Yeah, dude, it freaking works, dude. And like I said, I was a dryer sheet guy. I was a dryer sheet guy. They did me fine. This method is incredible. Yeah, I guess the hard part is finding the uh, correct hand wipes with the... the Exactly. The correct durability, but not too much durability. The problem is, once I'm out of these, I can't get these anymore. <laughs> like, I, don't not, I do not have okay, these well, hand wipes anymore. I, I've got good news. The, the company got them because they were able to get them in bulk cheap yeah. and slap their, their logo sticker on them. So I'd be willing to bet if you like... Alibaba or what's the new thing that's Wish but not Wish? Timu? Is that a thing? I think so. I was going to see if there was like a, a label underneath it. There's not. And then you just kind of keep going until you get like the, the pattern you like, right? Like if I wanted to keep going on this and have like... Yeah, you're going to want a, a big old like that right there. You want to see some stuff in there. Okay. So, but dude, like I said, once I started like the first layer I laid down with that I was like oh I get it now I understand why people okay. do the hand wipe method which I mean with the uh, the dryer sheets you get a different kind of texture mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which I'm not saying one's better or worse but yeah this is definitely more what I think of yeah this, this is how I expected the other one to go for me yeah. whereas the other one was more veins so this was uh, so I did this method and like I did initially I just did ivory with black on top so the ivory is the veins so you did the the ivory base then you put this over it and then sprayed the black yes and so like ivory veins and all that stuff because i wanted black tile with like white and then you hit it with that gloss and then hit it with the gloss and dude like i did ivory and i was like this looks nice and like i did that method so i was already blown away and then uh i did a a like kind of like a a, a it was not, it was a, a colder ivory because I wanted a colder. Uh, well, okay. So initially I did white blue from Procro. Yeah. And it was because I wanted something cold to contrast against the, I wanted to be like a cold flight deck versus this like just bright glowing red drop pod. Right. Yeah. And, uh, the luckily like, and it's kind of one of those benefits of like, streaming in front of a bunch of people was like, they're like, nah, it's not like that. Like, that's, I mean, it's you cool. Get that live feedback. Yeah. You get that live feedback. And I was like, well, what, I mean, if we're going to have a judges of my peers, like at least I got like Lucas lion in the chat. I got mm -hmm. Barth Vogel in the <laughs> chat. Like, like I got people I trust. Like I'm hanging out with my boys right now. Like I got Tyler in the chat. Everybody's telling me it's like, man, I mean, that's okay. It's like, okay, cool. Like, cause I almost painted a whole ass tile like this. I'm, I'm glad you're here. It's like, okay, everybody sounds like they're trying to be nice, but they don't think I should continue doing this. So like I grabbed all of my ivories and I was like, which one? And then they picked one and I was like, okay. And I was like, what's second place? This one's second place. Did both of those. Okay. First place one. All right. Did the ivory, did it up. Okay. And I thought to myself, we're done, baby. We, we, we're finished. Like I've got this, uh, this, 
this marble, this beautiful warm ivory marble, warm veins, warm ivory veins, black marble, hit it with the gloss and all that stuff. And then powerful, powerful Lucas Lyon from <laughs> taking a Phoenix. He's like, hey, guy, you should probably throw some gold in there. <laughs> you should probably throw some gold. Ooh. And I was like, nah, man, I think it looks good the way it is. And like in my head, it's like Lucas is like, if you want to lose. <laughs> and I was like, all right. So no, I don't think I need to put the gold in there. Be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> I guess if you don't mind third place. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, all right, fine. Let me go ahead and let's see what a little bit of rich gold. So I like, and keep in mind every color I'm trying, like I'm like mixing it up and like, I'm like making a little bottle of uh, like just a little bit thinner, like pro crow, you can spray through the airbrush, but I like to have like really thin because of the PSI sprint. So like I'm mixing up like a separate bottle. So I have all these, now I have like all these ivory bottles of like mixed for your airbrush. Yeah. Pre-mixed for my airbrush. And so, or luckily I pulled my hairdryer out because we did so much testing last night. I think I painted up like eight tiles. Like in, like if you're looking at zone mortalis, they come in those little squares. I painted up eight individual like marble tiles with inch and a half by inch and a half. Different colors, like all sorts of different stuff. Some had gold inside of them. I tried a a jade inside one of them. Like two inch square, I think. I think they're two inch squares. But dude, it so like it was like the masses all judged. And (laughs) at the end of it all, everybody was like, That is clearly the winner. It's a black tile. It's a it's a white base, white ivory base. It is a gold um like and essentially I just took my airbrush and I just did like lines and dots. Okay. Like, so you just created areas of gold before you did the uh, transfer or tra- not transfer the, the white yes. uh, stencil. Yeah. So I've got this like, like pretty much pure white tile. I did gold, gold dot, gold dot, gold line. And Barth was like, you should absolutely connect all of these tiles like make them look like they came from an individual quarry like they're all contiguous like they're all continuous like tile of of marble and i was like okay so i did that and i went through and all this stuff and so when i was using my hand wipe i was making it like one giant marble that goes across and i did one sideways uh to make it look like i got replaced at some point you know yeah so but uh, you saw it. I mean, you. It was. It's. It's one of those things where, like, it's like marble flooring. Yeah. It and it has the correct scale to it too. It's not like you just got yeah a marble veneer and had it cut to fit exactly inside the uh, the tiles. Yeah. It feels. It feels good. Like now I've got to figure out. Like I'm going to do like a dark steel as the breakup. Mm-hmm. Like for all everything, all of the like vents and everything like that, it's all going to be like this dark steel. And uh, I've, I've got to figure out how I want to do that. Cause I wasn't going to sure if I was going to do like a white gold or if I was going to do like a dark steel or like, there's a lot of questions I have. Oh yeah. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of science needs to be done. Yeah. So like some of the, and, and I'll, and for those of y'all interested, I will post it up this episode. I will post up the picture in the Facebook page if you want to see it. As well, the the work in progress is already in the Discord if you want to see it as well. Uh, but I'm I'm definitely open. You to, could test it by doing sprues and then like laying them between the tiles. Oh, I've got a whole tile I can just paint paint up. Okay, like I, I've got Zomortalis tiles that I, that's what I've been doing. 
Because I've just been painting up that Zomortalis tile and like seeing how they look with it. Okay, but I mean, you just want to like try the palette before you start going in. And oh, like, yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Just like, hey, does this color look good with this color? And just like have different color painted up sprues. Yeah. Just like drop on top of it. It's so one way to do it, man. I was trying to help. You're very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we'll probably be doing that here pretty soon then. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's one of those things where like on the actual, like see this all this like big metal part on it? Yeah. I don't know what color this metal that, would like, be. That like raised dais that the uh, the pod, the actual like irising port. Yeah. Actually, I'm, it's not an iris. It's just like a bulkhead. I, I think... I'm going to paint this up that dark steel, mm. but I don't know yet. I'm, I'm super excited to paint the screen. I'm for that, this little computer here. That man is playing Galaga. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to put some sort of like Galaga or something like that here. Or the, uh, was the little screen from the, the death star trench run. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I actually like that idea better. <laughs> so, so yeah, paint up the little screen. Put like a, I want to do like a yellow sticky note here that says password or something like that. Like, <laughs> Just a little post it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is password one, two, three. But we'll see about that. But no, yeah, I've still got a it's bunch a, of work to do on this. Sa- the password is sanguineous, but it has a one instead of the I. <laughs> <laughs> but we thought that was actually. Her, her, heretical so we just it's just sanguineous again <laughs> so i'm excited to see how this thing plays out it's been it's been fun so far uh so it, what's the worst case scenario here it looks incredible and then you want to do a drop assault force to have this as a display board yeah that's it i've got it i get a display board out of it essentially like no matter what happens but then it's like what a 12 by 12 tile for each drop pod yeah it's hardcore right it's how your, if I don't take your home, display board is a Zomortalis table. Could you imagine if I just showed up at the game with a Zomortalis table with nothing but drop pods and like my forces just like waiting? And then if like they they also make the the thirty k drop pod inserts now. I don't know if you've seen those. Like I, on my drop pod, I left one of my wings unglued. Yeah, and I magnetized the bottom of the Death Storm, so I can take my Death Storm out and put the an insert in there for like all the, the harnesses, the harnesses. But now there's a company that makes an insert with space Marines. Like, Oh, okay. It's got dudes in them. It's got five Mark three dudes like strapped up. Okay. Is it like the original forge world ones where it's one Marine per, per door? Uh, or is it like the new style where you got, there's two Marines on either side inside each door. So it holds 10. I don't hold five. Okay. So like the classic forge world one. Yeah. So that's, but, that's still cool. Could you still imagine? Cool. Could you imagine <laughs> how crazy that would be? What a display board. Uh, so yeah. So if, if that's your display board and then when you deploy them, you take that little insert out and put the empty one in <laughs> and like, the doors open. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I took a, a, what do you call it? One of those space tile, one of those space mats with me. So, <laughs> yeah, so, the, so you, you take the pot out open up the doors and then there's just like the space below it with like a glowing, like, Oh, here's a little like force field to keep the, keep the air in. Oh dude. I can even cut out like a piece of acrylic. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's crazy. And then uh, while you're playing your game, people will just play Zomortalis on that. Yeah. Play Zomortalis on my display board. It's it's basically going to be a four by four anyway. So, so that, that is what I'm working. That's what I worked on last night. 
Okay, that was my display board. Yeah. Okay, I'm having a blast with it, right? I, I, I streamed, it was, yesterday was Sunday, so I streamed for four hours just working on that. It was an excellent time, it was a fun time. Um, but if I can keep getting days in like that, where I get like just insane progress, we'll be able to reach this goal in time. Oh yeah, it's going to be no time. Uh, but as far as the squad goes, the squad entry, I'm using those uh, hardcore miniatures squats. Yeah, like the classic, like... Uh, leather outfit, uh, like the the, the the padded leather with like the biker glasses and helmet. Yep, yep. So Hardcore Miniatures, they make these like resin squats you can buy that look like a reimagined version of the old school squats. And they have those like padded like shirts that Derek's talking about with like the, the diamond. Yeah. And so... Like, uh, a, like a gambeson or something? Sure. I yeah. didn't even know that was a word until just now. So riddle me impressed. So yeah, I, got, I got a word of the day calendar. <laughs> I, mean, I thought I didn't know it was going to come in handy today. <laughs> so, so yeah, so I've been painting that up uh, and I've been like really paying attention to details and all this stuff. And so like each one of those like squares, I painted up, I highlighted the top of the square, do up all their shades like pit vipers. Dude, that's exactly a hundred percent for sure. Yeah, the the TikTok, that's what they wanted. That's, like, hey, that's the correct choice. Like every like people just like high five in, in listening to this podcast <laughs> right now because that is a hundred percent. Like you should do them all in pit vipers. Like, well, yeah, of course they would. They would. One hundred percent. They would. <laughs> so, uh, so that's my plan there. Like, get those like color shift blue orange. That's dude. You're yes. This was the conversation <laughs> that happened. It's the exact conversation that happened. I'm here. I'm just a little late. That's why they're. That's why this the the lens is fully painted white right now. <laughs> it's so that we could color shift the lens to to be pit vipers. Hey, you're swinging for you're swinging for an award with that. So <laughs> may as well. Uh, and then if you're judging that event and somebody's got pit viper squats, how do you not? You know, that's like, what I'm saying. There you go. So, uh, uh, that is my, so that, that's what I'm entering. I'm in the squad. I've already got them like pretty much the basic colors are going to be, I'm taking them a little bit slower cause I realize they're like, I can make a lot more mistakes with the, the display board. I feel like, cause it's kind of one of those things where there's a lot to look at, not a whole bunch of time. Yeah. But I, you know, I'm, I'm obviously taking my time with it, but there's, you know, you're being diligent, but you also have to be uh, effect or efficient. Yes. And so. Uh, with them, I want to take a little bit time, more time. And then, uh, as far as the individual model, like the single, single miniature, um, my plan for that is Cabanda. No, 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 no. <laughs> the, uh, oh, the 30 K sniper guy, not Exodus, the vigilator. Okay. I want to do a salamander vigilator. In the, it's a, yeah, it's fire fireman can pass by. Okay. Salamander vigilator in the old school camo, nice. Oh, the the red, the yellow and black in like autumn is what I want to do. Okay, to where it looks like his his uh, the yellow and black salamander camouflage, but I want it to look like the camouflage is actually working. Okay, so if you're listening out there. And you know of like, because I've seen in the past, I've seen there's like places where you can get like autumn leaves that have fallen and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so what I kind of want to do is I kind of want to do a, like a 50 millimeter base. And, oh wait, I think there's a limit on how big the base can be. 
That's a good thing to find out. Uh, single figure, full rules. Please get the rules of missions. Hold on one second. We can double check later. Because like whatever the base size is, like basically I want to put like a tree in there. And with that tree, I want to like have a. Just like a mini diorama. Yeah. Yeah. Just just push the limits of what you can get away with. Yeah. And, and essentially have a. Uh, uh, this salamander like in a tree or like in a building or whatever with like autumn leaves around him, like maybe even like autumn foliage. And it's like, I want you to look at it and be like, I can't believe this camo is working somehow. <laughs> like yeah. it looks like he's actually inside the tree. Cause I've always joked around that, that, uh, that the most egregious camo it, available. Yeah. 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 Okay. So single figure, 25 millimeter, to 40 millimeter scale on a base, no larger than 60 millimeters in diameter Ooh. with a total height of no more than 75 millimeters. All right. So solo warcaster, warlock, single trooper. Uh, so this is that is seventy five. That's, that's enough for a decent sized shrub. That's gonna be a good tree, bro. Yeah. And then like tree kind of hangs over, and I just don't know how I'm gonna do it yet. And I've only got two months to figure it out. So well, hopefully, like John Christensen's <laughs> listening to this right now. And uh. It's going to take more help than I can get. The best thing I got is the uh, the trees I use for my uh, Blood Bowl tree men. Awesome. I, I just went to Hobby Lobby and said, hey, eight bucks gets me four trees. I just drop a tree in the middle of Blood Bowl pitch, and that's my tree man. And that was the single most effective piece at stopping people walking by at the shop. Like, wait a minute. There's a tree in the middle of this football field. What's going on here? It's Blood Bowl, baby. That's Blood Bowl, baby. <laughs> Sometimes trees get a little frisky, too. So... Uh, uh, that, that that would not be the look you're going for because <laughs> it's the like eight dollarist sponge glued to a, a naked tree. I think I uh, dude. I think this is a sixty millimeter base right here, right? Uh, the like 50. that's fifty. The sixty I think is the dreadnoughts. Yes, that's a fifty. Yeah. Okay, so sixty is is that not the the, the contemptor Castafarum base? The old school uh, heavy weapon team base, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I got so many of those, dude. Yeah. All right, cool, cool. Yeah, I want to mold a tree in there and have the vigilator like in it. So you got the idea. You know what I'm going for. Yeah. So, but it's got to look all shrouded and spooky. But that's like my, like the last thing I get to work on. Okay. And then how I'm going to do the tank and the bust, I think I can whip those up a lot quicker because especially like the bust, I can just 3D print one of the Primarchs and... Yeah. Oh, I, the, and, and then tanks. You've been doing. You've been cranking tanks out. Yeah, I can crank out a tank, no problem. I might even just submit one of my tanks I have now. So yeah. Or I probably have to weather one up. We'll see. I pro- I'm definitely not going to get them all done, but I've signed up before the just sign up time. Take another pass with your Typhon. Maybe. I, just not something. I don't have to start something new. I didn't think about that. Yeah. So. But yeah, it has been painted up since between like last Warzone and now. I don't, I, don't, I don't think that's like a hard prerequisite. I don't think the only the only prerequisite is it cannot have won any previous competitions. Okay. So there you go. So yeah. So that is uh exciting. My hobby progress and what I've been working on. It's been a very, very good two weeks. Uh paint every day. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. I I'm trying to I'm trying to get to that where I can get back into that flow. Uh, it's taking a lot of discipline. 
Well, what's cool is when like you, when uh, you don't have the motivation, you gotta you gotta use discipline. That's what I do, man. But it, it definitely is one of those things where like uh, I mean, like I use it as like a motivator to get like other stuff done. Yeah. So like yesterday, I like uh, my my dad hit like my when I was laid up, I couldn't mow my lawn. Mm-hmm. And so my dad mowed my lawn and totally destroyed one of my sprinklers in my front yard. Oh, oh, <laughs> and so no. I went, I went and replaced that yesterday. I uh, insulated the the patio like top ceiling. I replaced the ring camera, dude. I went hard. I trimmed all the the branches and all that jazz. And I was like, all of this so that I can just like sit down and enjoy myself later. Like that's the goal, and that's why I got to paint for four hours yesterday, man. Like, there you go. So, but while I was doing that, while I was out busting my ass doing housework, you were enjoying a game. I had a delightful (laughs) little game playing, uh, (laughs) playing some horse heresy with my friends, uh, me and Tyler. So this was part of our Siege of Chthonia campaign that we've been having going on at the shop lately. And part of that is stratagems. And I've been kind of, you know, kind of, kind of lax using stratagems. Haven't been busting too many out just because I'm also trying to like run it. And like officiate it, keep the games going. But uh, I've been I've been telling the traders like, hey, somebody is getting my Warbringer Titan dropped on them, and they just don't know it yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mm-hmm. was gonna do it last week, and I played Kale, and he played his uh, all of his Castellax Achaea. And I'm like, I I don't think I can. I, I I'd be such an ass if I did that. I just light them all up with a Titan, wipe them out turn one, turn two, and they just explode on his own guys. So I opted not to do that. Okay. Tied that game. I didn't lose. I tied it. All right. So trending upwards on my uh, win-loss ratio. Feeling good. So I'm like, cool. Next person I play. I skipped Kale. I, I'm no longer like letting my decision, decision-making process do that. Next, guy, next person I play. They're getting the Titan. Who have I not played on the Loyalist side yet? And I look and I'm like, I haven't played Tyler. And Tyler's on a straight winning streak right now. Uh, Tyler has been crushing it. Uh, he lost by like one point last week playing against John's Warlord Titan. Okay. So I'm like, damn, that kind of sucks for me because he's either, he, he's he's going to know what to do. Yeah. He's he's faced down a Warlord. My Warbringer is the same thing, just less scary. And yeah, he's going to know what to do, 100%. Or he's not going to know what to do and he's just getting just, completely wrecked by all these titans and i'm just gonna look like an even bigger bad guy but you know what i already said it's out of my hands i'm doing it yeah yeah you committed so three thousand points i got my warbringer titan i use my stratagem to bring it it's two thousand points i've got one thousand points remaining what do i get i get two tax squads no upgrades i'll take an assault squad i'll upgrade it with a chaplain and an apothecary and then i'll take curse Okay, okay. You took Kurz and a Titan? <laughs> I took Kurz and a Titan. All right, well, uh, <laughs> okay. I was like, when, when else am I going to get to do this? The The Titan is the distraction for Kurz. Kurz is the distraction for the Titan. I got my ranged monster, and I got my close combat monster. Let's see what happens. Okay. Well, so Tyler was aware I was bringing my Warbringer Titan, and he brought 20 Laz Cannon team. 20 last cannon marines, so two teams of 10. Oh, he brought two Daredeos with Volkites and missiles. So 20 last cannons, 20 last cannons. 
Oh my God. That's actually the list I played against uh, <laughs> versus powerful Gabe with his iron warriors. Yeah. So 20 Laz cannons, two Volkite Daredeos, two close combat contemptors, a land raider of breachers, a land raider of suzerains and two tax squads and rhinos. Okay. And the mission we got was strike and fade. So there's the one objective in the middle of the table and it scatters every time you cap it. And it's worth a number of points equal to the turn. So one point turn one, two points turn two, so on and so forth. Okay. And we did hammer and anvil. So which is hamburger style where you got the short edge as your table edge. Perfect. Further away, the better. Yeah, that was a mistake. Why? Because titans are monsters in close combat. Oh, okay. It's weapon skill eight and it gets the AP two stomps and it's just nuts. Okay. But they still move like what, 12, right? They move 12. So they get plus two of their charge range mm-hmm. and they can shoot everything in charge. I did deploy it as far back as I could because I have that 24-inch minimum range on the, the Gat, not the Gatling, the uh, Quake Cannon. Oh, so that would have really screwed you if it were hot dog style then. A little bit. I just put them in the corner, and anybody who comes too close has to deal with curs. Okay, okay. So I don't get the first turn, unfortunately, and I don't seize. I should have played the first cut stratagem, which I considered doing, but I'm like, I'm going to hold some stratagems in, revert, in reserve. Didn't work out for me. So he spends his first turn lighting my tactical squads up with Laz cannons. He brought 20 Laz cannons that immediately just ignored the Titan and just shot everything else off the table. Oh, so he just said, you know what? <laughs> he said, well, let's see, 20 Laz cannons. What am I doing to that Titan? I'm hitting on twos because of my Ultramarines trait. I'm glancing it on sixes because it's front armor 15. So was this like the one Night Lord game you played where you're like, nah, we don't need night fighting? So unfortunately I can't bring terror assault because terror assault turns off Lords of war choices. Oh, okay. Turns out that was a, a one bit of balance that they, they thought out because night or night fighting with Titans had been nuts. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Now all of his guys did have augury scanners because he was, he knows I like to drop in the, uh, the night Raptors and they can be monsters. So he had, so he wouldn't have had to like limit his range to 24 inches because the augury scanner. Okay, okay. And then his Legion trait would mostly be able to offset night fighting. So, so it, it wouldn't have helped me as much as you'd think in this particular matchup, just because the things he brought, just in case I, I brought some shenanigans, also helped him with night fighting. Okay, okay. But it doesn't matter, because I wasn't able to do night fighting anyway, which, that is what it is. Uh, so Kurz and his unit mostly they like, started behind a building because I'm like he's just gonna light this unit up. If it, if they're out in the open, they're going to get just destroyed. Twenty last cannons shooting at my prime arc is not he he can he's good he's not that good. Yeah, there's not a lot you can do against twenty last cannons. So turn one he lights up my tax squads. They're basically negated. I've got one of them left with like three guys who end up able to cap the objective on my turn. Uh, he capped it first turn as well. I used one of my reactions to like contest it, and then he just shot that unit with last cannons. Mm. Uh, my shooting phase, I was able to get the quake cannon off the. Uh, I forget what the rule, seismic shock. Yeah. So it stunned one of his contemptors, where it, it like halved its move, and it, it ended up working out where that contemptor doesn't get to move up and just charge the rest of my attack squad. Okay. And then mostly it just went to work shooting at last cannons and Daredeos, trying to survive. I mean, not so much survive, just trying to keep those guys from killing the rest of my army. Okay. Because Titans are great, but they don't cap objectives. 
How quickly did you delete the uh, last cannon squads? Uh, not not at all. <laughs> oh Jesus! So they just ran so, the table. So the volcano cannon would have been the best tool for that. I was mostly aiming that at the Daredeos, which were next to the last cannon squad. That worked out because so the way the I, I, volcano cannons are pretty handy at dealing with dreadnoughts. So the way that it works for being a a, a destro- destroyer weapon. Mm-hmm every wound becomes like D three wounds mm-hmm. and then they save for those and the fails that go through it's strength 14. So it doubles them out, which becomes instant death, which their automatic deflector turns into D three wounds. So minimum two rounds of shooting in a Daredeo to kill it. Two rounds of focus shooting with the volcano cannon, which kills two last cannons versus a squad of 10 last cannons. <laughs> Well, so the Daredeos did more to my uh, to Curse's Assault Squad than the Last Cannons did. Oh, because they had the helical targeting target ray, or no? Just because the Last Cannons went through, and then I just face tanked him with Curse. Oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Curse was rolling hot that game. Uh, Whereas the Volkite's like, yeah, I'll take the Volkite on the squad, and then I'll like just botch those saves, and then botch the feel no pains. So you ate the Last Cannons because Curse is T six, yes, or T seven, yeah, T six. So it doesn't double him out uh, and just... He just tightens up his abs and goes, oh, (laughs) fuck. (laughs) Yeah, the bit was like the the truffle shuffle, but they're like ricocheting bullets off of him. Yeah, yeah, okay. And then, so against one of the squads, I get to do, I get to evade, which Primarchs can take shrouded saves despite being fearless. Yep, yep. So what I should have done is started Kurz as far up the table as I could, had him run towards those uh, Laz Cannon squads to get him into his fear range. Yep. And then the Gatling Cannon on my Warbringer has Shell Shock and Pinning. Oh, Jesus. And then, hey, there you go. You guys are pinned. Uh, don't worry about that no more. That would have been excellent. Yeah, but... Well, Shell Shock what, one? Shell Shock one. Okay. So your leadership minus four, deal with it. Shell shock minus four. Well, so it's shell shock one and then fear three from curse and those stack. Okay. But double fear doesn't stack. No, you take the highest, the highest of the available fears and curse just has fear three. That's excellent. And then whenever he wipes a unit in combat, everything that can draw a line of fire to him has to take a pinning check. So by the time I was actually able to get them into combat range, he actually did a pretty good job himself of just pinning those last cannons. Yeah. But Daredeos are fearless. And they just lit his squad up until there was no more. Jesus. Yeah. I guess, like, the answer for Daredeos is just, like, throw a squad at them and let them try and stomp out a single squad at a person at a time. Yeah. Which I was able to get one of those Daredeos with Kurz, and he just kind of ate it. Because he does have instant death. Or not instant death. He has a murder strike four up on his uh, close combat weapons. Okay. So he's wounding a, a Daredeo on fours anyway. And just getting D3s on him. Yeah. Yeah. And then he charged the second one who obliterated him in Overwatch. Oh. <laughs> well, cause, so he'd been tanking Laz Cannon saves all game. So he was low wounds. And yeah. And by that time, his, his squad gets deleted. And he's all that's left. And then uh, he's got two wounds on him. And Warbringer has 30 wounds? 24 hull points and six void shields. Okay. And I, he didn't shoot it until literally everything else was dead. 
Wow. So he just said, hey, this thing's going to put out a number of shots, and that is the tax I'm going to pay to eliminate these three squads that get to play the mission. So no mission for you. <laughs> yeah. And, and I found out that vehicles don't deny objectives. Okay. I thought they did. Turns out they don't. Well, here we are. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to park this on the objective. It's like, does that work? Because I was playing against, you know, these other people and I'm like, I'm pretty sure everything, you know, so now you're telling me that other two, okay, I trust myself, but I don't trust myself as much as I trust the people you've been playing. Let me, let me take a look at that. Oh my God, you're right. I can't actually contest the objective with the, the Titan. I can't prevent you from scoring it except by like charging you and stomping you out. Y'all, y'all just going to steal those hard drives out of those computers. There ain't nothing I can do about it. <laughs> He's the tight, the princeps opens his window. Hey, stop. stop. <laughs> They're just like, fuck you. <laughs> just ripping out hard drives. From Somebody computers. do something. Hey, squad, stop them. <laughs> what? <laughs> Somebody get the, the Ardex Defensor Mahler bolt cannons on those guys. <laughs> the, Shoot them with I the just, little heavy bolters. The princeps just closes the window. I'm gonna call somebody. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna call somebody. Yeah. So uh when everything was said and done, Tyler ended up taking it eight victory points to six. Oh, so close. It was close. But yeah. Hindsight, the a Reaver would have been a way better option. because he didn't, he didn't take any Lord of Wars or anything like that? Nope. So against the Warlord, against John, he took a uh, Falchion. Mm-hmm. That's the one with the Volcano Cannons, right? Yeah. Vol- uh, Titan versus literally anything else, whatever you're using Lord of War-wise, tank-wise, is dead. Yeah, the Titan just mercs at turn one, and it explodes, killing his own guys. Yeah. So he's so, like, let me take those same points. Spread them out. And invest it into 20 last cannons. Yep, yep, yep. And then... Turn one, he looks, and he's like, why the hell would I shoot these last cannons at the Titan when I could obliterate his scoring units and just win the mission? Tyler's like Iron Man, dude. You know, like, when they, like, show you in, like, the Iron Man films, has, like, in the previous film, he had this issue, and oh, then, his, like... His very next suit hard counters that issue. Hard ca- yeah, that's Tyler's army. Like, <laughs> as he's progressed, it's just gotten harder and harder, and, like, he has not, like, missed a game. So like his, <sighs> he's just getting his ultramarine just like super dialed in to be able to handle just everything. The only thing I'm worried about is they're starting to really start looking like that Iron Warriors list I played from Gabe. You know, <laughs> like it's twenty Las Cannons, two Daredeos, and two Contemptors is a, it's a lot. Which which is crazy. It's a lot of very efficient use of points. You know how uh uh like in the, like in evolution, everything becomes crabs. Yeah, like either no matter what level of the, evolution, the sliding scale of evolution from monkey to crab. Yeah, everything's gonna become a crab. There's like five <laughs> different like timelines where everything became a crab. Like that is what's happening, and like ultimately, what's gonna happen? It's like when you play enough games, you're like, oh, I need more last cannons. <laughs> like I got, I got well, need more last cannons. I, I think most meta like. The meta development typically goes to a rock, paper, scissors format. Yep. I think the last cannons and Daredeos are the, the scissors. We'll see about, I think maybe the snipers are the, the rock to that, and we'll see what's paper. Yeah, yeah. Conversion you beamers. You can't do stuff when you're pinned. <laughs> or blind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. But, I mean. It was still a lot closer than it should have been. I was tanking way more last cannons on the Primark than I could. 
And he just started sweating more and more as Kurz got closer and closer and just tanked more and more last cannons. It was a good time. Mm, 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 mm. Well, at least you had fun. Oh, yeah. At least your Warbringer got to see some like regular game yeah, instead I, of Apocalypse game. Yeah, I, I've not broken the news yet to Josh that uh, I brought a Primarch and a Titan and still lost. Oh, that's going to be tough. Yeah, he's been, he's been giving me a hard time this campaign. I've, I've, I do not have a good record. I've not been doing a good job for the traders. That's okay. We still love you. Yeah. I'm, I'm very curious. So, so like you've officially proven that you can't like actually in two games, you've just proven like, Hey, you can take a Titan. Like a Titan can just show up in a 3000, 4,000 point game. Was it 3000 y'all played? It was a 3000 points. So yeah. against John, he played, uh, they played 4,000 points mm-hmm. just so he did, had things that were not warlord Titan. Right. And yeah. Uh, that other game was very close. I think Tyler said if he did it again, he probably would have done better. Of course, but that's just how he does. That's just how he rolls. Yeah, <laughs> something harder would have showed up. I was afraid that Tyler was not the right opponent to drop a Titan on, and I was right. <laughs> <laughs> Especially playing against somebody who just fought a Titan is probably not the last next person you want to bring a Titan against. If I didn't play it against Tyler, I, he probably would. If, if he played the same list. It doesn't matter what I would have brought. He'd have shot me off the table with last cannons. <laughs> if I did have something still on the table and my reserves come in, he blows them away with last cannons when they come in. I don't know. You would have not night fought him. That would have been that would have changed up quite a bit. So he hits me on threes instead of twos. Beautiful. He still ignores the twenty four inch range with his augury scanners, and then you get spooky uki on him. That list is so. Part of the issue with that list is it was my drop assault Vanguard from last edition where uh-huh. the turn they come in, they get a cover save. Uh-huh. So now it'd be like a shrouded. They don't actually get that. There, there's not a, a direct translation of drop assault Vanguard in this edition. Mm-hmm. There's some like, a, I think a Raven guards decapitation strike gives them shrouded the turn they come in. So there are a few lists that kind of do it, but they're like Legion specific. And Terror Assault doesn't give me anything on the turn I come in. There's no protection from Interceptor Fire from these things. And I think that might be one of the opportunities to like make something like this a little more viable. But when you deep strike assaults on somebody, they have to take a pinning check immediately after. Correct. With Curse, it's fucking powerful as hell. Curse doesn't deep strike. Curse can't deep strike? He doesn't have the deep strike rule. He doesn't have a jump pack. If I want to deep strike him, I've got to put him with a warmonger. That's worth it. Every time, absolutely. Hmm. But I'm not trying to like rebuild this list. Otherwise, I would... Kurz doesn't have any sort of flying ability. He's got movement 8. And when he runs, you add 12 instead of his initiative to that. And that's all he gets. How was last edition? How was he? Last edition, he was jump infantry. So he he had a jump pack without having a jump pack. Wow, dude. So he had all the benefits of being jump infantry. This this edition, he's movement eight. He doesn't have a piece of war gear that works like Sanguinius's wings. He's just movement eight. That's wow. still fast enough to keep up with an assault squad. After a couple turns, he'll be trending towards the back of the unit. Wow. Okay. They're, they're all still infantry. He can join the unit, no problem. It's just he doesn't get a lot of the, the benefits of that. So he was just fast as shit last edition. He didn't even have a. Yeah. He had magic boots. Yeah. He was just 
Nimbly Pimbly. Wow. He's doing backflips. Okay. It's a, little, it's a little Batman cloak. Unless I missed something in his rules. I don't think I did, but it wouldn't be the first time. Nah, you're fine. I'm sure you didn't. Either way, we had a really good game. And uh, <laughs> don't drop a Titan on him because now he knows what to do. Invest in last cannons, people. Invest in last cannons. Just keep some on your shelf, at least. <laughs> just go pick up some last cannons. Just keep them on standby because eventually Crabolution will... I don't know. Maybe I got to get some, like, uh, what are the, the, I guess, defense lines? Yes. Give me some kind of cover save from these things. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I guess got to get some last cannons to counter the last cannons. Then I'll shoot in turn one. He shoots my last cannons with his last cannons. I return fire with my last cannons. And then we just play a game without the last cannons. <laughs> <laughs> and then before you know it, <laughs> it's uh, we're just playing fantasy again. Yeah. Or I just play death guard reaping with a bunch of dudes with multi meltas marching up the table. I think last cannons will still fuck you up. <laughs> well, so the issue with the last cannons is I'm dropping him with, I'm hitting him with the templates, right? From my Titan. And I'm not using the AP2 one because that's going to the, the Dreadnoughts. Otherwise, it just bounces right off. Yeah. So, all right. Here's an AP3 save from a template. Okay, you're going to tank him on your sergeant who has artificer armor. Yep. Roll until you get a one. Oh, yeah. hey, he's heavy. The unit's heavy. That's a template. Reroll that Reroll one. Reroll that one. They need to do something with that roll. Uh, I mean, on a unit like that where the sergeant doesn't give you any real benefit because if they're charged, they're dead anyway. Yeah. Definitely. When the sergeant does go, it's like, okay, well, I've got artificer armor on my apothecary and I'm not getting feel no pains from anything you're throwing at them yet. So yeah, I'll roll in the apothecary. See if I roll snake eyes on him. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, he took an apothecary. Oh, does the apothecary get heavy for joining the unit? Uh, okay, so he started with the apothecary until the apothecary died, and then he got the rerolls because okay. the apothecaries don't have a way to take heavy. Right, and so that means that the whole unit doesn't get heavy. Right, but uh, I, I told him about that, and so we started with the apothecary until he got that one. Then he switched to his sergeant. Then one of the units had a centurion, mm-hmm. and then he switched to the centurion who was in cataphracty armor, so he's heavy. Okay. Okay. So yeah. Okay. Everything checked out. Checks out. But yeah, that was a fun game. Sounds like a blast. I would love to see a Warbringer on the table. I would Inferno Pistol the shit out of you. I would have had... Give me a number. I think it's like 17 Inferno Pistols. Damn. That would have said something. Damn, that's wild. (laughs) I mean, it would have been (laughs) a bad time (laughs) after... I mean, to be fair, after that, I'm charging you. Yeah, no, it's I, I got one shot. And then I'm just stomping you. But everybody who survives that, you know what they do? They take one step back. And Because you're, you're not engaged with me because I'm a vehicle. Yeah. Well, they don't even have to take a step back. They just, you know. They just let it sling from the hip. Three inches buzz my <laughs> melter range. <though. laughs> it's only three inches, but God help you. It's a, it's a three inches. That's a hard three inches. <laughs> Ladies. <laughs> All right. So you want to go over some of the Legions Imperialis stuff? Yeah, man, let's talk about it. Let's talk about what they revealed. So so if y'all missed it, which I think uh, some of y'all did, we actually did host a live watch party Fun in the Discord. Party. Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, it was all of us up early in the morning. It was a great time of just like 
everybody live reacting yeah uh to this uh so uh for shotgun through this real quick they they announced some stuff for the age of sigmar which i don't remember uh it was the cities of sigmar wasn't it okay where it was like the uh, they showed like the regular dudes. Yeah, that one guy had a a grandfather's like his grandfather's head was inside that box. Like so a reliquary. Like, yeah, if they uh, had any cool. any questions or they got lost, they can talk to him and all that stuff. It's pretty cool, That's man. Neat. I was. We had Warhammer the Old World, like a Bretonian Herald. Yep, that was a pretty neat model. Then for full blown the Horus Heresy, they have finally announced the Asheron. Yes, which is a multi-part kit that can do the Asheron, Castigator. I don't think there's a Lancer in there. So it's, there's going to be one skew that's a Lancer and one skew that's a, cash, a Asher- Asheron? Asheron. Castigator, Asheron, Casheron? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I don't know. So that leaves the, the Atropos out of the mix. I'm guessing they're going to do it like the Leviathan box, where that's it's like fine. you get like the Asheron, it's the same sprues. Like they've gotten really good yeah, at I, making. I can, see, I can see the arms for the Castigator and Asheron being the same, except for the weapons. Whereas the Lancer, because it has the shield and the spear, the arms might be a little different. Mm, yeah, up until the elbow. I've assembled all three of them. Up until okay. the elbow, it's the same thing. Still, that's cool. I love that we're getting a plastic kit for that. Uh, I think they said that that's going to be ported to 40k as well. Oh shit! So it's going to make its debut in the 40k Knights Codex when that comes around. Yeah, they want to get them kits sold. <laughs> hey, I get it. I think I still think it's weird they omitted the Dominus from the second edition of Heresy. Mm, didn't Crawl make the Dominus? I don't know. The, yeah, I, I know we had them last edition and we no longer have them. I think they just wanted to sell the kit, and then when they started looking at the like, it's like oh. Valerius Call made this, and it, I assumed they wanted to continue selling that kit. Yeah, Valerius Call was around during the Heresy. Yeah, we got Hammerfall bunkers. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows at this point? Anyway, so the the big reveal from this this watch party was Legion's Imperialis, which is epic, but re rebranded the epic scale Horus Heresy adventure. So we got two factions that are going to be right off the rip in the box. We've got Space Marines and Solar Auxilia. Yep. And so what they showed off for the Space Marines was tax squads, assault squads. It looks like a plasma support squad, a heavy support squad with missile launchers, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A command squad, cataphracty, Sicarians, and predators. Correct. Yes. And then for the Solar Auxilia, we saw las rifle sections. Uh, Veltari Axe sections. The new Sentinels. There's new Sentinels, which are like a heavy Sentinel-looking thing. Dracosans. Dracosans, Lehman Russes. And Malkadors. Malkador. Oh, Malkadors, not Dracosans. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then I think there's a couple more infantry support that I'm not remembering for Solar Auxilia. Because they, they did this. blob of dudes. Yeah, the support bases were kind of difficult to tell the difference between like normal yeah, bases. We, but we there's had like, to like get get sleuthy to see because they didn't like feature the uh i think the plasma plasma squad Mm -hmm. they they had feature slides of all the different units but they didn't have every single one uh it looks like the box also comes with two warhounds with new guns to the titanicus scale yep so it had a presumably plastic ursus claw a missile launcher a melta looking gun so like a, like a toned down version of the Reaver Melta. Yep. And then I think the conversion beamer. 
that was the Volkite. Volkite, not the conversion. The Volkite. And then the missile launcher arm. Yeah. Which, that's cool. And then what was in the Solar they, side? That was weird. You they, they have confirmed that those guns will be backported into Adeptus Titanicus, which is really neat. Uh, as far as the scale goes, it is the same scale as Titanicus and uh, Aeronautica Imperialis. They have since announced that they are discontinuing Aeronautica Imperialis lines that are not heresy. So the Xeno and the Militarum things that didn't have heresy representation. So like no Valkyries, no Vendettas. Oh, and there's also Assault Marines. Yeah. Okay, I forgot about that. Yeah, and they're like that Mark VI style. They, mm. They're very reminiscent of the, the CAD files they showed off at the last heresy reveal. You know what's so funny about all of this? What's that? Was the fact that... Uh, Remember they accidentally put the Warhound with the new base up? Because, no. like, okay, so so you know how the Warhounds now have the yeah. new flat bases? Yeah, all these models have thinner bases with a little more detail on them. And they're flat. The edges are flat. So it doesn't have that bevel. They're just perfectly perpendicular. It has something to do with how you measure it and how you touch stuff. I That's don't, fine. I have no idea how it works. Like, but That's cool. I don't mind it. The bases are fully flat. Yeah. So a few months back when they did the Adeptus Titanicus reveal for the... Uh, the campaign book? Uh, not the campaign book, the new gun, the new... Oh, the... Uh, was it... Gra- not Graviton, it was the Conversion Beamer. The Conversion Beamer. It was a Warhound and a Warlord Conversion Beamer. They, pl- they put the Warhound with a Conversion Beamer, they showed it, and everybody was like, what base is that? <laughs> and then... And then they took it down? They took it down and they brought the picture back, but with the base out. You can only see the top half of the Warhound. <laughs> And everybody was like, why did they do that? And what like, a weird response. And so then it was like, everybody was like, what's so important about that base? They didn't want to show us this base. And then everybody in the Epic section's like, well, you got to have a flat base in Epic. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, it's like, wow. It's like, there's no way. we're, And that's, you know. Yeah. It's, it's true, man. You always like, everybody always makes fun of Alex Jones till he's right, dude. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> turns out they were putting chemicals in the water, <laughs> and turns out one of the side effects of that chemical was this weird, weird situation where all the frogs end up doing this. They, and they switch their sexes as, <laughs> so. as they as was the style at the time. <laughs> so, so yeah, so definitely pretty interesting that that lay that planned out, and that was actually what was going on. Yeah. Somebody was like, I didn't know this was a special base. I'm a community team member. <laughs> uh, what else do they say? Uh, plastic dire wolves. What? Oh, what? yeah. Plastic dire wolves for the Titanicus. Well, it's going to be for Legions uh, start, or Legions Imperialis, and they will also be usable in yeah, Titanicus. Yeah, yeah. The, I think they said the new bases will work in Titanicus as well. That's exciting. Yeah. Uh, I don't expect... So this is me being a little, uh, a little, little sad, little realist here. I don't expect to see much more support for Titanicus. Yeah. Aside from oh, this new Legion's Imperialis model. Yeah, I guess you can also use it in Titanicus. Oh, we've got new options for the Direwolf. Yeah, we'll make those available in Titanicus. Yeah, we got new arms for these Titans. Sure, you can. Yeah, whatever. We don't care. Maybe if we see a bigger Titan than the Warmaster, they might make it for Titanicus as well. But I don't expect to see like another campaign book for Titanicus. I wonder how different the Titanicus uh, game is going to be versus 
Imperialis. I bet it'll be pretty different. You think so? Because Legion's Imperialis, you'll have way more models. Mm -hmm. Titanicus, it's like very tightly focused on the small number of models you do have. 10-4. I gotcha. That makes sense. Which, I mean, I do love me some Titanicus. I wish I got more Titanicus under my belt. Mm -hmm. But I, I think I'm excited for Legion's Imperialis. Me too. I'll definitely jump in, 100%. I definitely want to see Little Baby Blood Angels. I, I'm interested to see what this box is going to cost, because... There ain't no way I'm buying this box, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. <laughs> not, not well, with, I mean... I, I've seen the DMCAs going out there, but luckily I got a whole folder get, full. Get get the box and then sell off the models. Yeah, exactly. Get them <laughs> rules. Because there ain't no way. These are... It's you, you they, know they were a little squirrely about okay so this is like a two player box and they're like mm, kind of you're both gonna want a box <laughs> well so they're they're billing it a little more it seems as this is a force like you have a detachment of uh, legions of Stardes and you have a detachment of solar auxilia because I think they've got a similar number of bases and so it'd be like completely like lopsided in points. Well, I saw that somebody was saying that played Epic previously that if you if you were to take these boxes and try and play like old edition Epic, you would need three of these boxes to play. Oh my a, god, a single force. I mean, that might compare because like the the Titanicus, right? That start that started with a box, the Grandmaster box, which had two warlords and six knights. Right. So if I've got a warlord and three knights, and you have a warlord and three knights, that's not really a game. Nah, yeah. Then they put out a box that's like what two Reavers yep. and some Serastus Knights. Uh huh. Yeah, we could play that game, but it's not like a game. It's not like a a, a full maniple. So we might be sim- seeing a similar situation there. I don't know. Uh, I think the jury's still out. We're still a little too early to tell. But yeah, it makes sense. There's there's going to be people ready with full-blown armies when it drops. Yeah. it's <laughs> That's the, the sad truth about Epic is, uh, yeah, no, you can print out a pretty substantial amount of models for Epic in 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They're not very tall, and they all print at the same time based on the base, based on the, uh, the actual print surface. So Yeah. However long it takes to print the tallest model. Dude. No, for real. But it's going to be fun. I'll, I'll definitely play. I'm, I'm not looking forward to painting it, but like yeah. I'll probably revert back to contrast paints, I feel like, at that point. At that scale, yeah. Yeah. There, there's there's going to be some some very dedicated individuals who make some completely ridiculous, like some, some absolute insane level of detail. I can't wait to paint up a baby Fellblade. That's what I'm looking forward to. Oh, yeah, for sure. A bunch of little baby Falchions and stuff like that. But... Should be fun. Yeah, I think the weirdest thing was them announced like announcing they'll be dropping Xenos and stuff support from Aeronautica, because mm. that was like the tinfoil hat of like, okay, well, Aeronautica is the same scale, and we've got Xeno and Aeronautica. They're billing Legions Imperialis as an epic scale game. Are we going to get more epic scale games? Potentially, you know, Orcs and Astro Militarum. Yeah, that was one of the things they were saying in the Discord was that they're like they're tripling down on horse heresy related content. I get it. It limits the number of skews you have to have. Mm-hmm. Like all space Marines play. Like if it's space Marines, space Marines, and then mechanicum auxilia, it, it drops the amount of separate stock items you have to keep. And that, that's kind of why they did it for Titanicus. Cause okay. Everybody needs the same four Titans, five Titans, 
everybody needs the same nights. And you think about like uh, future support for something like, you know, oh, well, how do I use my uh, Eldari, you know, Night Phantom? It's like, oh, fuck, I forgot we got to play test and figure this out. It's like, yeah, yeah, and I get it. I get it. But especially in, in the past, they just supported, you know, X number of games. Community kind of like ran other stuff. You didn't have to update stuff like that. And so I get where if they want to, you know, they've got a plan for the 10 years in the future. You know, where are we looking at this game being yeah. and stuff like that? So that they also have to keep shareholders happy. Yep. And it's like, hey, so how many how many different products are we going to have to have per faction per epic? Mm-hmm. Uh, how well are those going to sell? How well is the the bot? How how well are the Eldari Titans going to sell? Exactly. How, how well, well are the Tyranid Bio Titans going to sell? Very well, but. That being set aside, you know. Yeah. I, I think this might be somebody trying to, like, leave the door open in the future where they could do that, but not having to, like, sell that turn to the shareholders. Like, hey, so we're investing all of this into this game system. There's a new system. The models are not compatible with our flagship games. I bet that sell was hard enough. Yeah. Let alone. Now, if this box sells really well... And if this game sells really well, I think that'd be a, a way to make it a little more likely to see 40K epic. But that's it, it's still being... I think it would have to sell extremely well. <laughs> like, we're talking, like, the way, way better. It would off have to the sell shelves. Better. And, and unfortunately... Just Willy Wonka bars flying out of the place. Yeah, unfortunately, the current... Uh, climate the current climate is opposed against that yeah. because of 3d printing yeah so it, hopefully they put a whole bunch of eggs in the basket as far as like having the plastics ready it depends on what all comes in that box because we said the same thing when the new heresy dropped and then the the value on that age of darkness box was ridiculous mm-hmm. for 300 bucks you get how much stuff yeah that's a 150 dollar box that they're dropping for they, they put a price tag on it no i'm saying if it is oh yeah if that's 100 because i mean yeah. What are the size of those models? How much how much plastic is in that box? Mm, Not as much as less than forty dollars in resin, for sure. Well yeah. But I'm just saying, you know. And I can put print up the bases too. <laughs> on the base. But no, I get what you're saying. Well, I mean it's like, okay, we look at the Age of Darkness box and it's like, okay, well, how much would all that stuff cost recast? Because they announced the box before they announced the price tag. Right. And then they announced the price tag and everyone's like, holy cow. And I think that's what they're fighting right now is like, and I think that's probably what they'll end up be, like be fighting with, you know, and it's, it almost seems like that because they know there's recasters out there. They know that there's like people out there, you know, and that's yeah. what they basically, it's like, Hey, we're going to bring in these plastic models that are going to compete with like recaster prices. And mm-hmm. it's just going to immediately drive the prices start, you know, you'll be buying plastic kits. Cause why would you buy a plastic kit? We can buy some old resin kit and all this jazz. Yeah. So, and they're fighting right now is they're, they're fighting with, you know, resin printers, people, 3D resin printing. And then also there's epic casters out there. Yeah. That stuff is just already out there. Yeah. So it's a, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I'm, I'm excited that they're supporting a new game though. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, I'm super stoked. I think we might see what we saw with heresy where the starter box was an incredible value. And then after that, the kits, you know, it's like what eighty bucks for a plastic Leviathan. Ouch! Yeah, it's it's a hard sell. So yeah, no, I get it. 
But I will tell you this, and this is going to be like uh, a little little special for you guys that are still listening right now. Uh, so uh, one of these like past nights I've been streaming on TikTok, right? Yeah. Um, I get a, it's like three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning and I get done streaming and I go on my TikTok live and I see that there's been this, uh, this guy commenting and following me and talking to me while I've been streaming named mm-hmm. Geekalodeon Studios. Okay. Okay. It's powerful. So Evan. That's a really good studio name. Yeah. Geekalodeon Studios, um, out of the Philippines and powerful Evan in the Philippines, uh, he goes live and he streams live and it's just starting out on his channel and all this jazz. And I go and look at his live and he's looking outside of this like beautiful window that's looking out onto like the jungle and like forest, of the Philippines, you know? And I was like, Oh cool. You know, this guy, it's like, Hey man, you're a, a streamer. Like you stream your painting. I stream my painting. Cool. And then he pulls out a model and I'm like, Oh, we're not even like, I'm, he's all like, Oh, this is a magazine grade <laughs> X. And it's like, oh, this guy's a Vallejo painter. Like, this is not a... Like, he's part of the Vallejo team. <laughs> like, this is not a... So, so I'm talking to him, and, like, me and uh, Wes and the, the Odin, yeah. we're, uh, we're chatting with this guy. Like, hey, man, you should come hang out on our Discord. He, we did, and we told him, like, hey, you should come to Discord, come show off some of your models and all that stuff. He goes, I can't. And we're like, why? Because I'm painting a bunch of top secret stuff. He is, but, his, like, his... I'm using top secret paint. <laughs> so... So his thing was like uh, he can't show off pictures of certain models. Like he can't show work in progresses because the company that hired him gets the rights to show that model. Okay. And he was telling us like he was like like this was like a, just like a sneak preview. And I, I asked him if he'd come on the podcast and he said he would. So we'd have to work that out here in the future. But just Time so zones, you, man. just so you know like he was telling us like you you know it's like oh we do about you know we 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 do about fifty bids a year for different you know magazines for different companies for different paints and stuff like that for like magazine grade stuff like to show off product right like yeah. like if you go to like the AK Interactive or I think maybe may been the Vallejo like Rust Effects there's like this insanely painted uh, uh, Perturabo with like a rust covered base I'm, I'm pretty sure you've seen it I bet. And, uh, like, they got the bid for that, and so they painted up, and they had to, like, submit these, like, hey, this is how we're going to paint it. This is how we're going to show off the rust effect. This is what we're going to do. And, like, we're going to mute Perturabo a little bit because we want to show off this rust effect. And, yeah. like, he's showing off this music. Oh, you play Horace Heresy? Like, this is what I painted for Horace Heresy? I'm like, oh, my God, that's a studio-grade <laughs> model. Like, that's equally, if not better, than the Forge World model that they've posted up. And he's giving us this tour, right? He's giving up this tour of his uh, his. Like, oh, th- this is a, a Matt Cain level. Yeah, like. yeah, no, one hundred percent. And so he's like showing us, and I was like, I was like, you know, like what, like how did you get to your level where you're at? Because he said he's been painting for the past uh, like ten years, and he said that the heavy metal team came to the Philippines and trained a bunch of painters there in the Philippines on how to paint, and brought them up, and they're like the studio artist for Warhammer. Like they, that's what they do. And I'm, I'm telling you guys, it's, it's insane. The stuff. And, and I think eventually their studio kind of like moved away from being exclusively Warhammer. Cause they paint Vallejo. They paint all this stuff now. Yeah. But he had this, like these shelves that were like every Warhammer model that's ever been released. He has it on this shelf, like in boxes, brand new in box. 
He's got stacks and stacks of books that are reference materials that are like, okay, this is what Iron Warriors look like. And it's like, it the, says... The, the heavy metal recipes. Yeah, and it says like in there, it says like, you know, studio copy. They got like stickers across it. It's like, these can't go to like publication. And like, it's like legit, like it's like, if you want, this is the iron that, this is the color combination we're using for Forge World. We're using this color combination for our Games Workshop models and all this stuff. This is the secret Krabby Patty formula. He's got stacks <laughs> of these books, dude. There's stacks and stacks and stacks. And so I was sitting there, I was talking to him, and I'm like, you know, he's showing us his dog. He's showing us, and like, I'm legit, like, I'm just like, dude, I'm like, I'm hoping I'm going to like catch a glimpse of and like. <laughs> meanwhile, he's like, yeah, here's my dog. You're like, Enhance. <laughs> What's that back there? Is that a, is that a, the second Primark? Is that the eleventh Primark back there? <laughs> Jarvis, recreate this uh, mid journey. Go, uh, <laughs> do me, a, yeah, upres up, up this for me. <laughs> and so, like, I, I, I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm like, okay, I was like, this is insane because he's giving us this tour and like he's like he's telling us that like essentially how blessed we are for living in America and like how a, a inflation in the Philippines is insane right now. And like telling us that like, is that why heavy metal like offloaded their uh, painters <laughs> to the Philippines? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm rolling like the CIA and just train up a bunch of dudes. I'm, I'm pretty sure. But like he, he makes it like he was telling us like he makes a great living as a painter. But like we were like, you know, like when you're a TikTok, you tip people and like, you know, $10 here, $5 there goes a lot further in the Philippines. I think it's like a 300% like increase. I, I don't know. It's something crazy. Just the, the way it works. Yeah. And so, uh, uh, we're, you know, he's talking to us and like, just kind of like you, you, you feel for the guy. You're like, man, this is a crazy tour we're going on right now. And it's just this little studio. And like, it's, he's such a humble guy. He's showing us his models and the models are all bonkers. He tells like the terms he's using, like magazine grade, like professional grade and all that stuff. And he's telling us like uh, commission painters that they uh, or commission work they do. And he was telling us that like, you know, Hey, you know, we have like, we do commission painting. I'm like, well, how does like people get a hold of you? He's like, Oh, well our clients know us, our clients know us. And they give us like a, this is the list I want to run. I need it by this time. And I was like, have you ever gotten like a crazy job? And he's like, yeah, we've gotten a list that was nothing but dreadnoughts. <laughs> and it was like, it was for a competition. So they like paid us, uh, they paid us to like expedite it, to have these dreadnoughts ready by this like time of the competition. And I was like, I was like, really? He's like, yeah. He's like, we're not gonna say no. You know, we was like, just <laughs> they're like, they get paid $500 an hour for what they're doing. It's a team of people. It's not like uh, one guy gets $500 an hour to paint. Yeah. Uh, their team gets $500 an hour to paint up like, let's say like <laughs> 10 dreadnoughts for your fucking 40 K army. Everybody gets a dreadnought. <laughs> and then like, uh, and then you've got this magazine grade dreadnought going to like some dude's like, you know, 40 K GT or like Smith or somebody. Yeah, dude. Like, you know, <laughs> and I'm just like, this is crazy, dude. Like, it's like, yeah, at one point I guess dreadnoughts are pretty powerful. It's like, yeah, dreadnoughts pretty powerful. And I was like, yeah, we did a commission for a guy. And I'm like, Oh, this is the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, some, some dude like just dropped like thirty grand on like yeah. army. <laughs> yeah, some Saudi oligarch just yeah. wanted to <laughs> not wanting to lose. <laughs> he wanted to win and look good doing it. So, uh, so no, we're sitting there talking to this dude, and uh, I was like, "Hey, man, like, uh, where's the good stuff? <laughs> you know, like, where's the unreleased stuff?" I was like, "Do y'all ever paint stuff that's like not out yet?" 
And he goes, oh, man, like, you know. That's a good question. He goes, he goes, we signed NDAs. So, like, even if we did, I couldn't tell you. He's like, you know, I was like. I've I've been advised by my lawyer to say, damn, that's wild. (laughs) (laughs) But he sit there and he was like, he's like, yeah, he's like, you know. And at one point he goes, yeah, you're like, like, Games Workshop, they'll send us stuff a year out. They know what they have and need to get painted up a year before they release it. So, like. With that in mind, dude, and like that was like the only like I've never had a confirmation with like how far they are out in planning, but I always assume it was at least a few months or something like that. You know, I mean, it's got to be up there because of just the level of production required because they have a painted model on the cover of the box. So they are a we, year out. We've seen people with like like production or not production, but uh, uh, like promotion art of new models where you people zoom in. And it's like, oh, this was 3D printed. Yeah. This didn't come out of an injection molded plastic. No, this was a 3D printed like prototype. So that's what I'm saying. It's they had painted up before the plastic model went into production. This is a, this is where we're at, right? Like, so, so it was kind of one of those things that we've never confirmed that or talked about that. But like with that little bit of knowledge, it's like these guys know a year in advance what they're going to be painting or these guys are getting these models a year in advance before they're going to be released before box arts made anything like that. Minimum. The models already been designed. The models already been planned, everything like that. They get a year before we see it. How long was the like, the Age of Darkness box leaked with the plastic Mark Six and the plastic Spartan. A long time. It was a, a long time. Almost a year and a half, two years. We we knew that box was coming a while away. That's what I'm saying. So, I, I don't I don't think anything would be like. I, I don't think that would be a different time frame than pretty much everything else. I'm just saying now when you start seeing like these uh, chapter master Valric like stuff and you know, the Garo leaks and stuff like that. We probably should take a little bit more seriously because they talked about Epic a long ass time ago, dude. A long time ago. Maybe, but that, uh, so there's going to, there's going to be the ones that have the leaks and they know, Oh, Hey, I'm going to start talking about this for no reason. But then there's also going to be people who just talk about whatever, (laughs) just to talk about it. And it's like, hey, so yeah, maybe, you know, maybe we do see uh, Sanguinous come back in 40K. That's what people are saying right now. A lot of people saying a lot of things right now. God, I hope not. <laughs> God, I hope not. Then I got to remove all this blood from my Sanguinous cup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been, been hoping we could have a little dialogue about that. Where's, where's all that blood coming from? <laughs> <laughs> it's a bloody little cup there, baby. <laughs> so, But anyway... Yeah, we got a. It was a fun week for uh, speculation. Yeah. So we've been going on for almost uh, two almost, hours and almost three hours now. This is a healthy episode. Healthy episode, guys. Uh, thank you for being here. Uh, especially thank you for all of the uh, Patreon supporters. Uh, you yeah. guys, thank you for letting us do crazy stuff to support the community. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, specifically. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. We we couldn't do half the cool stuff we do without the kind of support we get. Uh, thank you, Chris. Thank you, May. Thank you, Oceus. Thank you, Thomas. Thank you, Duncan. Thank you, Scare Prime. And thank you, Gabriel, guys. Love you guys. Thank you so much, everyone. And uh, we will catch you next week. Who knows? Maybe I can get a powerful Evan to uh, <laughs> do an interview before he listens to this episode. <laughs> maybe, maybe we get him to slip up and break his NDA. And <laughs> just completely destroy his career. 
All right, guys. You have a good one. Bye.